online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. You're listening to the Russell Brand Show live on BBC Radio 2. I'm in Los Angeles, and who's that there with me? It's Matthew Morgan Cover. Finally the show. here. You're here. You made me come here. Do you like it? I do. It's nice. It's nice. Isn't it? Look out the window. That's Beautiful all Los view, Angeles. Beautiful view. Sunny. It's going to be a fantastic show today. We've got all sorts of things coming up for you later. Like Noel Gallagher. We'll talk to you on the phone. He might even be here. I don't know where he is. Do you know where he is? He said he was coming, didn't he? But he did the show with us last week. Of course, Noel Gallagher, one of the best shows for a while. We all agreed. Noel was lovely. He really enjoyed it, didn't he? Yeah. And he took his little headphones off at the end, and his hair was, was all, all messed up. All in little tufts like Alf Alpha. And Matt went, "Oh, good work, everyone." And Noel went, <laughs> looked all pleased with himself. <laughs> like it achieved something. That's Noel Gallagher. He'll be on the show a little bit later on. Also, Nick Stoller is coming in here. He's the director of the uh, hit movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Have you seen that, man? Oh, yeah, so good. Oh, you want to see it. You don't mention that too often. The real breakout star would have to be old Russ, I'd say, because a lot of them people are already famous in America. But old Russ. Do you ever have any uh, tantrums on the set? Do you ever argue with him? Well, you'll be able to talk to Nick Stoller. And, and of course, Nick Stoller has an entirely different impression of me than, say, for example, you who know real me, Nick Stoller yeah. only knows nice, you know, that nice version of me, like yeah. mum version of yourself. Oh, hello, someone's mum, all right, yeah, I'm going out of your daughter, don't worry, no, I won't touch her on the tit or nothing, she'll be right as her own poor cow. Also, we might be talking to Cilla Black a little bit later, she might be helping <laughs> with our regular item, <laughs> Nanny Stoller, what are you laughing for? It's just funny, it's quite random, isn't it, Cilla Black? I suppose it's random in a sense, but in another way, she's been phoned in advance and it's very, very specific. How are you enjoying life in Los Angeles, mate? I like it, it's wonderful, nice house. Do you like our house? Capoeira that we do. We do capoeira. It's a type of Brazilian martial art. It was uh, developed by slave folks while they were, because they had to develop some fighting styles while pe so people couldn't see that they were fighting. They go, oh, this is just a dance we're doing. Why do you kick people in the face yeah. during that dance? It's part of the dance. It's a violent dance. <laughs> it's the old face kick dance where we kick you right in the face. Yeah, but like, so uh, ca we're taught it by this bloke, Alfred. You can probably see him on YouTube. I don't know how you'd find him, but he is like a sculpture of a man, a sort of a beautiful black Medusa ripped up stomach gorgeous athlete as comfortable on his hands as he is on his feet flipping about dancing like a matrix character as if gravity were all nonsense we went to a restaurant the other night Matt goes yeah I reckon I could have him no <laughs> <laughs> you could not yeah, no, have him today when we were holding the pads and he was kicking athlete. them no I don't think I could yeah, I could have him. <laughs> I could take him. Because <laughs> he's a person that has fights he's as his job. Uh, he's a champion, isn't he? He's a champion. I don't know why I said that. Kill us. You said it in all seriousness. Why do you say I these things? I think it's because I fell in love with him a bit. Did you fall in love with him? He's like a statue. He's so beautiful, isn't he? He's proud. He also does that. He does massages. Imagine getting a massage off him. Oh, it's he who said That's you had him. a weak back. You got a very weak back for a grown man. <laughs> 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 for a grown man. What a horrible thing to say. Oh. Like I've got the back of a small, underdeveloped girl. You've got a very girlish spine. Um, we'll have our regular items, all things that we normally do on here. But we should get Alfred to come in here one day. Yeah. He's always trying to get us out womanising and stuff like that. Matt went out last night, first night in Los Angeles. How did you cope with life in Los Angeles? I lost my phone. Lost your phone like a shambling tourist. This city <laughs> will eat you alive, Morgan. <laughs> Matt all confused in the toilet. Oh, I can't cope in LA. That's well, like we're all out there living it up. It's like the rolling bloody stones. It's been brilliant. Um, what else did you do wrong? I've drawn up a little list. 
of stupid things that you have done. Oh, no, actually. Well, here's some stupid things Matt done. He goes, oh, God, listen to this thing. This is a stupid things Matt has done item. That what, I'm since doing I've now. been here or? Just in your life. Now, listen to this. He goes, uh, I got a bit addicted to curry once and I didn't have no food in there, <laughs> so I made curried bread. He goes, well, what's that? And he goes, just curry and bread. Oh, yeah, well, you've had your addictions. I had an addiction to curry. Yeah, well, at least my addictions are proper, recognised, cool addictions that rock stars have. <laughs> Not like you, <laughs> sat with bread all smothered in well, curry. to Nando's. Oh, God. Yeah, Nando's, other chicken shops are available. I'm trying to get over that. No, I made bread curry. Yeah, but that's not... I don't try and make it sound like a dish. Yeah, but if it had worked out, then I would have invented a new food. <laughs> well, you're it a pioneer. It didn't work out. It was disgusting. <laughs> what Soggy dish? bread curry sort Why of thing. are you wearing sunglasses in the house like a blind man? What's wrong well, with I you? I like it. Well, it's because, you know, it's not that. It's because we're filming this for a um, video podcast. Remember, if you're listening to us online, then well done. Or if Why you are you to the dressed podcast. as an Islamic hand solo? <laughs> <laughs> Islamic hand... Yeah, I've got a long sort of white tunic on. I've got a waistcoat on. I look cool, don't I? Yes. Right, there you so are. So do then. I in shades. <laughs> no, you Let don't. me have my shades on. <laughs> Take them off so people can see your eyes. Because we we're filming things for the website. You can have a look at... Uh, go to the website, bbc.co.uk, and look at all our stuff there. I believe we're still the number one podcast in the world, are we? I don't know. So, just believe on. it. I just want to list some of my achievements, if I may. <clears throat> my autobiography was the number one best-selling book for many weeks. I was in a, a number one movie in the UK. Australia and the United States. Uh, our podcast is number one. We're nominated for a Sony Award. Also, I'm really good in bed. That's oh, well, are you though? Where's you, oh, are Matt you Morgan? <laughs> well, have you got a list of things that I've done wrong written on a piece of cardboard? People love having sex with me. Very recently, someone lactated during sex, so oh, that's a good God. sign. He always thinks people have lactated. <laughs> they are crying. <laughs> they lactated right out of their eyes. All see-through milk. <laughs> I clamped down on that eye and I sucked up that milk. What? Why do you so obsessed with lactation? What you call milk, yeah, yeah. Well, because I suppose it's nourishing. Uh, a psychiatrist I once saw said it's that you were deprived of nourishment in your early life. Now you're forever after. No, you weren't. You were mollycoddled. Well, there weren't enough mollycoddling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. That mollycoddling weren't sufficient. I need quite a lot of mollycoddling. I mean, you know me. I'm a demanding gentleman. Yes. So, like, it's interesting having all the people that we work with uh, from Vanity Projects, our TV company, they're all over In here. our range of PE kits when we did Capoeira. We did Capoeira the other day with Alfred. Beautiful you Alfred statue. Capoeira. Capoeira. No, not O at the end. <laughs> it's like Capoeiro. an arrow. Alfred, can we do some Capoeiro for that kicks your head in? <laughs> right? Um, like Jack, who works with us, looked like Reg Varney from On the Buses. He looked like he'd be smoking and yeah. have a knotted hanky on his head. <gasps> right, mate, in a sort of a string vest. And everyone was limbering up but didn't know how to stretch properly. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous <laughs> limbering up. Who's supposed to box in the Navy? Like Uncle Albert <laughs> in a PE kit. Matt, you look like sort of you look like Rocky Marciana in your sort of. Marciano. Rocky Marciana, Capoeiro. <laughs> you were wearing all sort of black stuff and black socks and black plimps. Yeah, well, I had, they looked like I was wearing, you know, when people had to do PE kit with school shoes on. Yeah. Because like I didn't I have the right that. stuff. If you've not got the right PE kit, why don't they just, they should pick up that you don't like PE. Me, they used to, I had to, once I had to go to school wearing my mum's pink trainers. Other times I've done PE in brogues, PE in pants. PE in brogues? Yeah, like brogues of like school shoes and like big white West Ham football socks <laughs> and little nimble pointed <laughs> brogues. <laughs> all daft, skidding about in that sport. And you were saying the other day, I believe, Matthew, that it was very unfair that we had to play football with a tennis ball and an apple or whatever. Yeah, people used to play football with an apple. 
Yeah, uh, and there's a sports hall that you weren't allowed in at lunchtime. Yeah, there's a fully equipped sports hall there. Why have we got a skitter about kicking an apple in the gutter like yeah. idiots, in like your, urchins? With, with your blazer on. Yeah, <laughs> it's running around like Pele, kicking <laughs> an old rag. There's a bloody great big sports hall in there. What's wrong with society? So, like, yeah, people, uh, like, and then Gareth, he came out and wore some of, like, Gareth is one of the producers we worked with. He, he, wear, he was wearing my sort of trendy converse with leather laces, didn't he? And then sort of after, uh, after Capoeira, he didn't talk for about an hour, did he? Just no. sat all well, solemnly. We were all a bit broken afterwards. It was nice of us to do that exercise together because, of course, Alexander the Great and all his generals, they all trained together and it's their, that's what bonded them for their campaign for taking over the world. So, similarly... It was a lot like that. Very similar to Alexander the Great. <laughs> People being sick, <laughs> <Matt> <laughs> silently planning to karate chop Alfred in a windpipe <laughs> at any given moment. You know, like, uh, Gareth would told me that when he came through, like, because we all go through customs and everything to get in here, I have to go off into my special secondary room, don't I? And, like, you know, I take that like a man now. I'm all right with it. I don't mind going in the special room. Then, um, Matt, you was a nervous wreck. I was doing, mucking about, and that as Matt was coming through, and I was going, Oh, look at him. He's a bit suspicious. Matt was doing this. Don't, don't do that fight. We'll end up. It's too soon. It's too soon <laughs> for after Richard Reed. We'll all go down for this. You are an idiot, though. You've and just I... had some trouble. Mm. He stands at the other side with the really serious American security people where you have to put your finger on the thing. Go, he looks weird. <laughs> look at him. <laughs> he gets trouble. He's had that finger up. He's bummed, mate. Careful. He'll go. Come up your fingerprint machine, right? And then when Gareth been came, led off. When Gareth went through, <laughs> when Gareth went through customs, and well, we all said, right, we're here for, for a holiday. This isn't a working thing. Yeah, like yeah, right, because we can't. We're not supposed to work in this country, and that's why we're not. If you're an American official <laughs> listening to this radio show for some reason, so they're all just here for holidays, right? So Gareth, like, like when they, when you're everyone was supposed to have their story straight. When you go through customs, don't say you're over here working with Russell Brand. Just go, we're, yeah, we're here on holiday. We're here on holiday. Gareth, when he came through, forgot the word for holiday. So what, what is your what is your purpose here, sir? Oh, you know, fun. <laughs> fun was the first thing. They just oh, just to spend some time and have a laugh. What a suspicious, shady character. Might as well say I've got a big load of drugs up my bum. Uh, why are you here, sir? I don't respect your country. <laughs> I like bar, I like bar. <laughs> That's why I'm here. We're going to bring you down, great American Satan. So, um, yeah, we're like, but we're all in now and it's too late, isn't it, Matthew? Well, we've said that on the radio now as well, so. We're idiots. We're actual idiots. <laughs> this is a live idiot telling you our true intentions. Okay. How many more things are on that bit of cardboard? Leave me alone. Oh, do you know what I've done? We like because in here, this is as well as being BBC Worldwide. This is also uh, Channel Nine, some Australian channel, and it really bugs me that Channel 9's logo is above the BBC logo here. And they've got this studio. This Channel Nine, it's a right like joke of a station, right? If you ask me, because their little studio in there, like they've got a green screen studio of like a blazer hanging just out of view <laughs> for the person to do the. All right, mate, it's the news. Put me bloody blazer on. <laughs> here, there's been a forest fire and a dingo's kicked off real bad. And like, um, like we went in that room, and Matt goes, oh, don't, careful, don't touch nothing. And, like, and I was mucking around, touching things, tore a bit you of You weren't going to go in box. there. The on-air light was on, but there was no one in there. I thought they're not doing any Australian news now. There's nothing happening in Australia. What yeah, so we went in there, and then I touched one thing on the sink. Yeah. The waste disposal unit. Because you're not meant to touch that, actually. <laughs> you just see his you just face. You bowled into scared. a TV studio. <laughs> you look scared like that. Oh, you're allowed well, to I thought it was that. a light, actually. You went, <laughs> I'm allowed to bring Russell. I'm allowed to bring girls back <laughs> to the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. But as you stride around. Going down the wrong road. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> What's that? When did I say that? When we were in Isle of Wight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wrong road.
road. It's yeah, a right road. funny when he used to say that to you. Well, because you were drinking too much. <laughs> hey, Matthew, that's the wrong well, road. The fire alarm went off, didn't it? Right, did Yeah, yeah, you were a yobbo in Isle of Wight, and you're a yobbo now to this day. Should we put a record on or something? Yes. Oh, just one more announcement before that. Uh, Matt, ca quite casually announced while we're out. Uh, if you want to text us, you can, of course, because we're, we're live now. It's 82, you know the number, don't know. What is it, Matthew? 88291. That's if you want to text us. If you want to email us, it's russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Alternatively, you could just quietly sit there and listen with your hands folded on your laptop, causing so much bother. What do you want to participate for? Uh, we're talking about wombat rape a little bit later. That's the craze that's sweeping the nation. Not us raping wombats, that'd be disgusting, but them raping us, them cheeky little wombats. And uh, Matthew, the other day when he was out, he goes, Yeah, look at this, I'm really comfortable, right? Because I've got my boot, I've got my trainer inner soles in my boots. You should try it. I'm well comfortable. <laughs> they start jittering about like John Travolta. <laughs> look at me, I've got inner soles from trainers in boots. I'm laughing at the world. Yeah, when you're wearing your winkle pickers, mm -hmm. you put a, it could feel like a trainer. I don't think it would. It does. How'd you even wedge it down there? My winkle pickers. Just put it in there. Mm, I don't think it's natural. You can buy them in sports shops, put them in any shoes, and they'll always feel like trainers. When well, you think this is a real That's a top tip. tip. That's not a tip. Your tip's rubbish. I'm just trying to make conversation, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? You've known me for ages. Why are you saying things like that to me? Just be yourself. All right, so later on, we've got, I don't know, we've got some good music. Try and get Noel Gallagher on, Silla Black. We could get Alistair McGowan when the TV impressionist on, but we're a bit worried because we used to work at his TV company, Vera, when we were younger men. We used to bring people in there, take drugs, homeless people, stuff like that. It was a lot we of carry didn't. on. We did You did. I once bought a lap dancer woman there Matt filmed me sucking her boobs sat on Rory <laughs> Bremner's desk <laughs> after work hours she put, oh I can't say what that. did you put what? she did something with her high heel Oh no, yeah, that was rude. We should never have done that. Our engineer, Graham, like, has to communicate with us because he's in London running the desk and running the show. And just uh, before like that song ends, he goes, right, 10 seconds, just getting ready to open you up. And we all looked at each other like, ooh, imagine Graham <laughs> opening this up. Nick Stoller is here. Nick Stoller, the acclaimed first-time director of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Hello, Nick Stoller. Hello, hello. Hello, England. Hello, yes, of course, the people of England are all huddled around their wirelesses now, mm -hmm. hearing for the first time your voice. Yes, yeah, so this, this is a big moment. Bigger, bigger for England. I well, think, very for much yeah. for them to be, yeah, you're very much, I don't know, the Robert Altman of our generation. I am, I am, of, of, uh, of sex comedies. Sex comedies, Robert Altman, Nick Stoller is with us now. So, um, Nick, I mean, I suppose, really, I should uh, interview you as a director in your own right, but mm -hmm. you might notice that all of my questions are leading towards talking about me. Oh, of course, yeah, no, I was prepared for this. But is there anything you noticed about me when working with me and how good I am acting or anything? Uh, no, I mean it. It was, uh, you know, it was. It was obviously a pleasure, a pleasure, a pleasure to work with you. Uh, Thanks. Nick. Except, except for one, one time you wouldn't do. I asked you to do one thing and you oh, wouldn't do it. What was it? I asked you to show your butt. I didn't want to. Why did you? They didn't seem valid. Why did you want me to show my butt? It doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter why. I just, you know, I it was. It was a. You know, I'm the director, and whatever I ask, you kind of should do. I felt nervous. <laughs> yeah. What, um, we were making, we were doing a, we were doing some scene where I had to just look out of a window, and I don't know why Nick Stoller thought for some reason that my ass should be seen by humanity. Well, it was you know you're you're having you're in the middle of uh, making out with uh, with, the, with Sarah Marshall with Kristen Bell, and you're supposed to jump up and see a whale, and uh, and so I thought it would be it would add to the comedy of the scene if we could see your butt. 
Mm. I yeah. just felt shy about it. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I preferred wearing those like, those little pants that you have to wear that are sort of flesh-coloured. Yeah, they're weird flesh-coloured pants that we pulled down as far as we could before we could before we legally weren't showing your butt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because they, yeah, they sort of they they can't force you to show your ass on a film. That's otherwise that's coercive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So exactly. what you do though? I just felt shy about like you, you you get naked all the time. I mean, I do in the context of my own home. Like, I don't mind being naked in my own home. Or having it off or something. The other day I gave an interview and they sort of, they was asking, you know, as they always ask when I'm doing interviews about this film, oh, would you have liked to have done full frontal like Jason Siegel did full frontal? That's one of the standard questions yeah. I have to answer. Yeah. So sometimes to mix up a bit. Hard hitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I sometimes, like, I sometimes will just say like, uh, well, one time I went, well, not really. No, I'm not like, it's not like I'm a person that really wants, like gets a glee from showing my genitalia in, in life, right? right? And then I saw a spate of stories coming out going, oh, Brand, I don't want to show my genitals. I do want to show them. But, like, it's just, you know... Just like, in privacy. Yeah, in privacy. To ladies. <laughs> to ladies, <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't want to just show them, like, as part of a film or anything. I've got very nice genitals. They're fantastic, in I, fact. I would present uh, something to you, which is that, to mm. me, it seemed almost more embarrassing to have flesh-coloured pants that were pulled down halfway down your butt crack than just to show the butt. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, just in the future. Yeah, <laughs> because we're making another film, and I'm sure you'll use that as an opportunity to make me reveal, perhaps, I don't know, my perineum. Yeah, 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 yeah. we'll definitely have a taint, a taint cam. <laughs> taint is an interesting word for perineum. Yeah, it is. Because it sounds, it implies tarnished. Yeah. <laughs> and how could it not be, situated as it is between the testicles and the anus, how could you not be tarnished in that situation? Um, yeah, Matthew came around my house every morning, we were all off to go to come here, to come to America. Come around, first thing, like, I, I was awoken by him knocking on the door and the buzzer and all that kind of stuff sort of stepped out of bed and I was naked so I just let him in and I've known him years so I'm very comfortable and naked and I was sort of like doing a wee and I was trying to sort of situate myself like you know to, to aim properly and do a wee and everything I didn't want any wee to go anywhere mm -hmm. and like uh, so I was sort of leaning back in a way sort of <laughs> leaning into my back I'm like, what did you say? You have an old man's with a bum. <laughs> You're looking all old Albert stepped her ass. Look at your dimpled old horrible old man. I just woke up. It was a really horrible thing to say. Yeah, you had, the... you had morning ass. <laughs> I had a morning ass. <laughs> yeah. Like it was creased from the duvet and the yeah. pillow. And they really savaged it. It hadn't clumped up yet. Yeah, look at it now. Yeah. It's lovely and ripe. You have to have a half hour of needing it massage every morning before you show, you know, show ass. Before I get yeah. my ass out. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It needs to be rolled around all doughed up and right. fluffed and plumped. It's like the skin on an old lady's elbow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. I've got a really lovely ass. Stop attacking my lovely ass. And then he walks away and goes, Your piss stinks. Nothing. Horrible. I'm just, dead. I've been awake about 10 seconds. I'm like, I'm just, Look at your ass. I'm a dirty old man's ass. Look at your fat old man ass. And then, well, it wasn't fat. It was well, the opposite what, of fat. What pee doesn't stink, though? Yeah. It's kind of pointing well, at this. This was kind of special. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. Not, it was probably just caffeine. <laughs> well, that's I'm a vegetarian. I have a healthy diet. And it was first thing in the morning. No, no you've got be upset, didn't I? Yeah, I did get upset. He take me aside. Did, even though it's only me and him there, I still took him aside. <laughs> this whole bum and urine thing. It's, uh... it's a bit hurtful, Matthew, to talk to a person like that. I'd like you to think about what you've done. I'd never say anything to hurt you. I've always loved you. Is there anything you want to say? Yeah, all right, sorry, I don't mean nothing, but it's just the way. Go on, now say the caveat. What? Well, you've got, I said you could only tell this thing on the radio if you said it was just how I was standing. Come on. Yes, it was just how he was standing. He hasn't got that bum all the time. Oi, look at it now. It's lovely. <laughs> 
And, and if you really want to see a nice shot of my bum, why not look at the Sunday Times culture section where there was a lovely feature of me on the other week, uh, and you can see me stood on the balcony overlooking LA, and I've got a fucking oh, no, sorry about my language, <laughs> lovely bum like a J Lo. Floundering. <laughs> Listen, if you want to see a nice shot of a lovely like J Lo, it's like a lovely J Lo rump. It looks gorgeous in that photo. Have you not Wait, seen it? No, I haven't. You showed your you showed your rump for the for the paper, you're but doing, not for me. You're doing print. <laughs> in print, yeah, that's a you're different print. medium. I've got control over that, Nick. Well, kind of. I mean, you had control in the moment. You could have moved it any way you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I could have gyrated yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I was nervous. Are you yeah, saying you've got a bare bum in the culture section? No, but Nick believes that, and I'm happy to let him believe it. I was wearing <laughs> jeans, and it just looked all nice and rounded. Oh, oh okay. It just looked pleasant and oh. plump and lovely. Not all Albert Steph. I got very excited. <laughs> no, I could see you getting yeah. all riled up. So come on, let's talk about Nick Stoller a little bit, interview him in a normal way. So uh, go on then, you wrote Fun with Dick and Jane, did you? I co-wrote Fun with Dick and Jane, yeah, with Judd. Ooh. Yeah. You're talented. I'm I'm kind of a genius. <laughs> I should just put it out there. <laughs> it's brilliant, all these gifts you've got. Yeah, yeah, I'm very, very gifted. We Sometimes when we have meetings about films that I might do, people mention you in a very glowing light. Oh, really? Mm. There's uh, Recently, someone, uh, an executive at a studio was like, we really want you to do this movie. I can't wait to see your movie. I was like, you should probably see my movie before you hire me. Like, yeah. you know, like it could be terrible. Yeah, well, yeah, we really want to do this movie. Oh, but we can't make that the short step of sitting down. <laughs> of making sure. Yeah. Making sure that you can do this. It's not hard. It's yeah. You could just go to the cinema, or probably if you're a movie executive, someone would probably bring a video around your house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. There's, yeah, there's, you know, it seems that I could, my movie could be terrible. Yeah, yeah. that's terrible. That, for them, that shows a slovenly attitude towards employment. Yeah, yeah. And what, was there a moment during the shooting where you were like, this guy really doesn't know what he's doing? Yeah, mm -hmm. several times. Several I times, thought, right? This, yeah. this man is Nick Stoller is very much out of his depth. Did you ever think that about Russell? Um, basically the whole the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. I mean, mm. the, the, towards the end, I was like, okay, he's he can he can at least speak English. Yeah, like I wasn't sure about that for, for most of it. Which what is it like? What does it even make me laugh? It's like they were always saying, like, "Oh, in the casting, like apparently I came in and like went, uh, oh hello." Uh, they went, oh, have you got any, before you do this audition, they said, and it was obviously this has been filmed, before you do this audition, is there anything you want to ask us, right? And, and they would always recount this tale that I went, uh, oh, yes, um, yes, there is. Uh, I haven't had, I've only had time to have a cursory glance at your script. Would you mind telling me what on earth it's about? And I thought, I would never How say that. of you? How should have they said it's on film? It's on film, yeah, I've seen it. Film. What is it that you require of me? What, what is it that you require on of YouTube? me? The I mean, the standard thing when you're auditioning, I'm not an actor, but this is generally <laughs> what I've observed is that you read the material first. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what it is, but we, I awkwardly summarized the movie for us on what it was about and what, it, what the part he was reading for, and, uh, and, then, and, then, you, and then you did it. And, very fortunately, yeah. as part of a, a sort of a hands-up to England program that Nick works for, helping disadvantaged people from Europe, <laughs> I was able to get the part. But yeah. other than that, it might have... Might you didn't have, have to show your bum in the audition, then. Well, he actually, Nick did try and angle for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Just I did. deal breaker. He wanted to have a little bit of a peek. Yeah. So, there we are, though. But all in all, what a lovely experience for all of us. Hold mm. on, let's just have a look at some of these other things, right? We can just talk about normal stuff as well. Do you feel like you Do you want to talk about yourself anymore, Nick? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. If you want to ask Nick Stoller any questions, then you can. Email russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Perhaps you want to ask him about his other things. What else? You've written loads of things on TV. Or um, I wrote I wrote for uh, The Undeclared, which is a uh, One of Judd's TV shows. Yeah, that was cancelled. 
cancelled many years ago. Was it because of the bad writing? It was because of the terrible writing. Terrible, yeah, terrible terribly writing. badly yeah. written program. Yeah. So, and also, uh, so yeah, russell.brand.bbc.co.uk. You might like to ask him questions sort of about me, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but via Nick Stoller. Okay, look at this. Here's a thing that you might be interested in. Last week on the show, we talked about the Greek Isle of Lesbos, which gave its name to lesbianism because I guess there was a lot of lesbians on the island or something. How, um, did, it, how did that start? Well, I mean, you know. I just must have gone there. No, the lesbians were already... I just guess there was something in the water that made women think, why don't we just have sex with each other? These men are idiots. So they'd only last, like, one generation. Right, that's true. It would die out, wouldn't it? I suppose so. Actually, they must I'll... have had to go to the mainland to get men. Yeah, how are they propagating if yeah, they're all um, lesbians? Th yeah, if they're all lesbians. Were there any men on lesbos? I think there was, le there was men on lesbos, <laughs> how <laughs> you say it. What would they be called? Were the men called lesbians as well? I mean, yeah. they're probably just used as sex slaves, really. I imagine perhaps they just put their sperm into a petri dish and yeah. that and then they had to just make it work on those lines so uh yeah like this but this into uh, this business or they stuff. were specifically not used as sex slaves mm. i mean it's lesbos right yeah. so just like procreating i don't know i guess like once you've extracted the sperm from a man on lesbos you can pretty much do what you like <laughs> now li listen to this though i've got this email from someone claiming to be called kel in leeds hello russell matt and g and any other people that are here you were talking about lesbos in your item gay last week we've got an item on the show where we help people with any gay related problems that they might have i thought i'd send you <clears throat> this story it's always people going i'm gay i don't know how to tell i fancy my best friend that's all the item is that's the, it that's the, every the... week it's just a variation on hello i'm gay i fancy my best friend i don't know how to approach it right right it's right. always that problem it's right. never a different problem for well, you would, that would really be the only problem that a gay person would have over a straight person right like there isn't you know i guess <laughs> like, unless say like it was a very negative portrayal of gays in a film like sort of i don't know science of the land or something you know when there's like gay people campaigns and they've been negatively portrayed yeah what if it's like i'm gay i can't cope with it i'm thinking of going on a killing spree oh right yeah <laughs> against straights who yeah. i feel oppress me and my sexuality that's another problem but that's never been sent in nothing as exciting no. as that ever happens if that yeah, happens that'd be a great i really feel that we could give something back oh yeah if that problem ever were to occur campaigners on the greek island of lesbos want a court to stop homosexual women calling themselves lesbians islanders <laughs> insist that they are the original lesbians <laughs> <laughs> and that the word has been hijacked by gays hijacked a word <laughs> the term came to describe gay women as the holiday isle was home to homosexual poet sappho ah who died in 570 bbc but demetrius lambrou lambrou of the lesbos nationalist group said if a woman from here says she is a lesbian, people automatically think she is sexually attracted to women. The word belongs to us. <laughs> a demand that the Greek Gay and Lesbian Union change its name is due to go before a court in Athens in June. Well, that's quite good, isn't it? That's ridiculous. Because, like, look, you've got to give up. If you're from the Isle of Lesbos, you yeah. go, no, I demand the right to call myself a lesbian. And how often do they say that? You wouldn't say that on Lesbos, because mm -hmm. you, you are from there, so you're yeah. there. Hey, I'm a lesbian! <laughs> well, we all are. Yeah. <laughs> we all live here. It's like marching around London, claiming to be a Londoner. What would be the point in doing that? We're just, we're just going to assume that, obviously. If you're a lesbian on Lesbos, are you a lesbian lesbian? Yeah, where do you take yeah, it? You, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what's the natural conclusion of that? Yeah. I'm a lesbian, lesbian. Yeah, it was just, this is a linguistic conundrum. I should just say, really I'm is. from Lesbos. I'm from Lesbos. From Lesbos. I'm but, Lesbosian. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. that sounds futuristic. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, Lesbosian. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Lesbosian, and uh, I've seen the future, and it's like, I've and come it's back. very gay. It's really gay here. <laughs> it's super gay. I'm a robot. I've been sent back to destroy you. Yes. I'm a Lesbosian robot. I'm uh, a, yeah. <laughs> Sarah Connor. <laughs> Could be like a bit like and, uh, and to make same sex with you. Yeah, <laughs> I've come to scissor away at your genitalia. <laughs> well, I think in a way we've solved a gay problem already. Mm. 
by talking about this and just getting it out in the bloody open, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Okay, so should we want to listen to a record? Would you like to listen to a record, Nick Stoller? I love, I love it. You've got a very dense domestic life. Like, you've always got to go off and see a baby, haven't you? I have, a, yeah, there are a lot of babies in my life right now. Why? I don't know. All my friends are having babies at the exact same moment. I suppose, mm, they, right. They've coordinated it like nuns and their periods. It's, like in a nunnery, we're all there for their periods at the same time. It is. It, it's, it's, <laughs> it is. Yeah, we're all cycling. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of creepy. It makes me feel like I'm like just a bee in a hive. Like, literally, my, like, six best friends have all had babies in the past. Like. Right, it reduces the ideas such as autonomy and freedom. Yeah. It's like everyone is just having there's babies. A, there's a baby in our house, isn't there? Ooh. Oh, yeah, me. Yeah, the Gabby, our housekeeper, right? We're listed today because we've not seen the housekeepers. We've been away in England. Mm -hmm. She came up the stairs going, oh, where is the baby? Where is the baby? And I was listening to it in bed. And I was thinking, yeah, where is the baby? And then it revealed that I was the baby. Oh. <laughs> where is the baby? Where is the baby? And she kept coming closer and closer, saying it, saying it, until she made eye contact with me, a 32-year-old man, in this instance, a baby. How did you respond? Well, I, I am the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I am the baby. I am here. Baby here. Baby, baby hungry. Baby won't cuddle mommy. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Pretty mm -hmm. disturbing dynamic we've got going on in our house. Right, okay, why don't we listen to... Oh, let's listen to the Cortinas. You're not 19 forever, whatever it is. Uh, what's the title of that song? Does anyone know? I'm not sure. We'll find out during it, but it's by the Cortinas. I met them. Morrissey loves them, the Cortinas, and... It, Morrissey gets me into these situations where, well, through his own affection, I have to then lavish affection on some third party. There was this woman, Christine Young, that he really liked. Russell, listen to Christine Young. Have her on your show. She's fantastic. Right, and then I did all that, and then, like, he decided he didn't like her anymore. Now I'm stuck with her. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, like, um, and then, so what's that other thing? And, like, Morrissey, he's really funny, because, like, he makes obscure cultural references, and if you don't have them, like, he gets angry. He talk about a sitcom, mm -hmm. right, from the 1970s, and an individual actress from that. Do you remember, man? about the house vaguely do you remember the actress samantha tom set oh no <laughs> they're just really angry with him <laughs> looks at you as if you've really really let him down it's really it's, it's odd there was a lovely moment before where matt who's uh, not matt morgan who we all know and love matt uh, who's an engineer on this show he sort of like during the last link you may have even heard it because he opened the door with such gusto and force. I thought there'd be a backdraft or something, like he was storming Saddam's palace, because he is, of course, uh, were you in the Marines, Matt? Uh, Army. You are in the Army? Army yeah. You seem quite nice, Thanks, and, sir. but you also seem like you're quite good at fighting. Oh, yeah? Y yeah, decent. Oh, yeah. Matt will probably, minutes away from Matt, <laughs> Matt, will go, Matt Morgan will go, I reckon I could have him. I reckon I could have him. <laughs> no, he, he's fought in wars, Matt. You can't fight people oh, that have well, been in yeah, war man. situations. Right, and then, then the next time, because he blasted the door, I went, oh, you opened that door a bit aggressively, mate. I tried to say, like, I wanted to scold him a bit, but not overdo it, in case he, you know, might have smashed me in the windpipe. Right, <laughs> and, then, and then the next time he opened the door, it was, like, so tentative and sweet, like he was walking into a Wendy house, sort of, <laughs> all tippy-toed into the room, all delicate, like a debutante. <laughs> So sweet. Oh, look at you in your ball gown, Matt, you lovely engineer. So we've got some emails here. This one is to Nick Stoller. It's come from... Sometimes I can't see who it's from, because well, it just says the person's phone number. Well, it's this person, phone number ending 4877. It's you. Uh, hello, Nick Stoller. Was Russell a demanding actor on set, making people fetch and carry, etc., or did he stay quiet in his trailer? That's a uh, question there for you. Uh, he, he was he was uh, he was he was very quiet and respectful. Oh, yeah, throughout the whole process, he was very quiet and respectful. Yes, yeah. Leave Matt's mic up all the time, please, Peter. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> there's the old real personality. So uh, yeah, it was no trouble, eh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no no trouble at all. No trouble at all. I didn't like my trailer much. 
I heard about that later uh, via your stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> like months later, I heard your complaints. <laughs> At the time, I just quietly... In front of an audience of thousands. In terms of the horse riding, there was a lot of things you did that didn't appear in the movie, so you must have been... Oh, bad at the I think it was un to un change. unusable. A lot of yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of a lot of unusable stuff. In this <laughs> like a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> horse riding that all had to go. Yeah, not realistic at horse riding. <laughs> <laughs> this at horse all. riding's not realistic. No, not at all. Not at all. It's unusable. And yeah. then I noticed as well that there was a soldier like in the surfing bit. There was mm -hmm. like was, I was meant to be standing on a surfboard when Jason Siegel, the lead actor and writer of the film, clattered into me. But then I noticed that changed to sitting on a <laughs> surfboard, yeah, yeah. motion. We thought it would be easier to just shoot that. Yeah, <laughs> more more realistic. It's much more. He can sit on one. Yeah, that's quite yeah. realistic. Yeah, he well, can. Yeah, but not standing on one. Not standing. No, it it, it didn't seem to make sense. With, it, just with the character, not with you. Just with the character. Just the character. Just the character. Not me, Russell Brand. Yeah, the, just the, the actor. Yeah. So there's an email here. Uh, this is from someone called oh, Christoph Prigent. Oh, I like that as a name, Christoph Prigent. It seems fraught with possibility. During an English lesson about modern British culture, I'm an English teacher in Brittany, says Christoph Prigent, I showed the pupils a picture of you as a cultural icon. One of the pupils got a bit confused and thought you were the mayor of London. Another thought your hair was too big for politics. Thank you for that. <laughs> That's nice that I'm being held up as a cultural icon in Brittany, though, isn't it? In Brittany, in France? Yeah. Right. What's, why are you just staring at me? That's a good I thought you were saying Britain, but in a weird way. Britain, eh? Well, no, I've adapted it like yeah. my bookie work. No. It's you're, just... You're not the mayor of London? Not yet. I thought you were... I, you told everyone that. Well, I wanted to have more gravitas. <laughs> I thought if I had high office, you might think it might get me a better trailer. It but... worked. It, but no. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't enough. I thought it might get the horse riding scene kept in the movie. No. Nope. Or the yoga scene as well. And I'm meant to be good at yoga, but that didn't make it... Nope. Not, Not even the mayor of London. <laughs> we can do yoga and under Who is the mayor of London. They voted. Boris Johnson won. He won. We've got a conservative mayor in London now. Oh, good. He's comedy value though. Yeah, well, he's comedy. Yeah, but that's he's got to run the city, Matthew, that we all live in. Not everyone, but people in London live in it. How wrong can it go? Well, I don't know. Imagine, because he does say things like pickaninnies. It's like so referring to black people. So, I mean, that's does not it? good, is it? He offends <laughs> everyone. He's a, he's yeah, a bit like stupid, isn't Liverpool, he? Well, people of Liverpool, they're too sentimental about all these tragedies. And so, like, he's really casually abusive about people. But people let him off because he's got really lovely hair and a bumbling attitude. He's got sort of, like, fluffy, you know, like the downy hair on a newborn chick. Mm -hmm. He's got that sort of hair. Yeah. And like, so people, he can say things like, oh, look at that. Look at these people. They're pickaninnies. And we're just going, oh, but look at Hair. I was just thinking about his hair. I mean, I just I love this guy. I don't need to hear anything else about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's very racist. Yeah, but look at look at that. Look. It's beautiful. It's soft. <laughs> it's so soft. You can put your face in that. Yeah. You can put your face in these racist hair. <laughs> Fine. And then, and yeah, and, that, and, in, and he had a go at the people of Portsmouth. I think he said they're a bunch of idiots. Although I did go to Portsmouth once. Were you there? Like, I went down there to do some stand up. Portsmouth is like a, a it's like a port town, as mm. the name suggests. It's on the south coast of England. When there, people were, it was a Friday night. When they're down there to do stand up, people were fighting in the. I saw about three or four individual fights just people fighting in the streets I, mm. I mean I tried to my very best to assuage the situation with campness and woo and sounds and stuff but if anything it made it worse I just sort of drew the focus okay uh, 
well, this is an interesting story that we can talk about if you'd like to. An Antarctic fur seal has been observed trying to have sex with a king penguin. Is that something that would interest you? Been observed? Man, it's been observed. <laughs> Still oh going on. Look what it's doing to that king penguin. Like that. Oh, my God. That's mad. It's interspecial. It's got no regard for that egg hole. Do you think global warming somehow mm. created yeah. the situation? I think yeah. so. It's like all confused and yeah. randy. It's getting all warm. Oh, Christ, my blood's <laughs> up. Come here. I'll do it if anything. I'm not waiting for another bloody seal to turn up. I'll have that. The South African-based scientist who witnessed the incident said it's the most unusual case of mammal mating behaviour yet known. Come around my house. The incident, which lasted for 45 minutes and was caught on camera, is reported in the Journal of Ethology. Ooh, okay, we'll have a look at that. The bizarre event... 45 minutes. <laughs> that's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah, because I thought mostly mammals, they just that's it. They squirt and pop off, don't they? There's How not... much of it was looking for the... For the orifice. <laughs> Just rummaging around Rummage. the feathers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, not There's a lot. some flirting at the beginning. Oh, hello. You look lovely. Ooh. Why was the penguin sticking around? Yeah, the penguin yeah. just waddled off. Yeah. Can't it's... fly, of course, the idiot, but it could have waddled off, couldn't it? Or, like, slipped into the water or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In a way, it was asking long. for it, mm -hmm. right? Let's not apply that attitude to all rape cases. <laughs> but in this instance, it seems that the king penguin was somewhat to blame. The bizarre event took place on a beach on Marion Island, a sub-Antarctic island that is home to both fur seals and king penguins. Why the seal attempted to have sex with the penguin is unclear, but the scientists who photographed the event speculate that it was the behaviour of a frustrated, sexually in inexperienced young male seal. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, I'm going to have sex with something. Right, you! He you watched it for 45 that, minutes. Yeah, that scientist was just, was just projecting. <laughs> He's probably been there, observing it on this bloody island. He's not seen his wife. Yeah, there's a sexually frustrated young male. That's uh, what this is. I mean, he's got rights, hasn't he? I mean, what's he supposed to do there? The scientist was later arrested, masturbating <laughs> onto penguin eggs. <laughs> there, you deserve it. It's the only way you'll learn. I was trying to fertilise them. Equally, it might be an aggressive, predatory act, or even a playful one that turns sexual. Why would a seal be playing with a penguin? Maybe they're just friends and they're like rolling around together. Romping. Like, how does he know it's sex? Yeah, how mm -hmm. do you ascertain what a seal's doing? He's projecting. He's projecting. Yeah, totally he's projecting. He's projecting, yeah, yeah, totally. It's probably a Disney moment. It's yeah. probably lovely. It's probably helping it. It's probably like the fox and the hound. I saw that in March and the Penguins. There's a whole 45 minute yeah. sex scene between penguins <laughs> and that seal. We've got to let this breathe. Yeah. Let's it's not beautiful. truncate this scene. No. Let's give it the whole 45 minutes. It's odd because it's, it's basically a kid's movie, but in the middle for 45 minutes, it's hardcore <laughs> penguin. Yeah. Or, you know. Penguin, seal. Yeah, and in IMAX 3D, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs Please. that? Yeah, you, you don't need that. You don't need the eggs <laughs> popping, <Yeah. laughs> ejaculant flying. And yeah. seal having sex anyway, I don't reckon they look that good because they've not got arms or legs or anything. Yeah. I once saw a circus freak show guy called, called Caterpillar Man. He didn't have arms or legs. And like uh, his trick was to roll cigarettes with his lips. And he kept that going for years in the circus. But in a way... What was I, this? What century were you in? Barnum days. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the days of Barnum. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I read about it. It didn't happen to me. Oh, I was right. just reading you about it. You said you once saw this guy. Yeah, you saw that. Well, I you didn't liar. mean to mislead you. I saw it in a book. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see it at the circus. I wouldn't allow that nowadays. Would me they? and my slave saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, distinctly. I'll have my slave. Oh, I'm sorry, we had him killed. I do apologize. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a man from another century with very different ethics. And just to clear up, slavery is wrong. Just because that's in out most there cases. Now. Oh, now, Nick, no, in 100% of cases, slavery is, is unethical. It's bad. 
give my people money for work. That's what I think. That's always been my view. So, uh, okay, well, I think we've cleared up that seal penguin thing pretty well. Um, here's an email from Megan Drury. She's just 15 years old. She's in Glasgow. She wants to contribute to the show. And why shouldn't she? This show is for her. This is uh, bbc.co.uk if you want to contribute, like young Megan has done. See, sometimes I'm a bit professional, Nick. I don't know if you know about that a aspect bit. of my character. <laughs> it's quite good, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that was good. I like that. Holding good. it together. Yeah, but then he real... talks about the moment where he was professional. Yeah. Postmodern. And that reminds it. I'm yeah. postmodern. I'm an artist. <laughs> just so, uh, this is from uh, Megan. Just so you don't bully lovely Matt, I too wear trainer insoles in my school shoes. It's as if I'm wearing my comfy trainers all day long. Yes. That's, see? You, well, right. do you think... <laughs> and no one knows you've got it there. Well, they do, because you boasted about it and well, bleated and braved. Well, aren't you? It's a joy, honestly. I might try it, I suppose. Have you heard about this, Nick? What, you, you wear your trainer... Put trainer inner soles into normal shoes. Oh, and, and turn them into comfortable, like... Hey. Yeah. They're like trainers. Yeah, but yeah, then what sneakers. about the whole rest of the trainer is not like, uh, did you try and appease Nick by saying sneaker there? Sneaker. Yeah. I put me sneakers in the Thank trash. <laughs> Thank you for uh, translating yeah. that. Uh, yeah. In the WC. <laughs> <laughs> Nick has been to London. Yeah. I was, born, I was born in London. But he really? was born there. Yeah, I was born there, yeah. So are you an wow. Englishman then? I, I, dual, I have a dual citizenship. You think of yourself as an American, I suppose, do you? I do. So you're just yeah. sort of thinking about, what am I? What? No, I wasn't. I'm you're, definitely an American. You're definitely. You're I'm a never, proud American. You're a proud American. <laughs> yeah. God bless you. Matt, the other day, quite casually announced, he goes, I've only been away two days. I have to reevaluate my whole life. He goes, I don't feel like no one knows me. I looked at my email <laughs> inbox and all the people that emailed me. I thought it's all meaningless. I thought, what? My mum, what would I say to my mum? How would I address her? She doesn't know that I do Capoeiro. And, uh, I go mad when I go away because if I'm in a different bedroom with a different life, I forget who I was. <laughs> I'm just this person now. I'm <laughs> this guy. It seems really random and odd. Yeah. Just reading my emails thinking, I know that person's name, but... Mum! Just being, <laughs> being away from England or being away from just your... Just anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. Put him somewhere else. He's, yeah. like, disloyal. I he just forgets no, his whole I'm life. Adaptive. So you're, a, you're, a mar you're like an Angelina now? Yeah, I'm totally. Wow. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> one, of, one of that. <laughs> floundering about. you said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an Angelino. I'm Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Look, you, you've not fitted in here. He's only been out one night. He's already lost his phone. He's a wreck. But then Matt... Oh, yeah, can I say, if anyone's trying to call me, I've lost my phone, so... Just use this show as a sort of big yeah, phone at the moment. Yeah, communicate through this BBC show with two million listeners. We'll just use it to facilitate Matt Morgan's frankly drab social life, which is already disowned when he's been on holiday half an hour. And also, like as well, during the last song by the Cortinas, uh, Matt goes, uh, can we do a campaign to get my phone found? No! <laughs> we'll just do a campaign. All right, but we'll try. Right, where were you? Well, you went to the Rainbow Rooms on Sunset. You, you, did, you still had your phone when you were there? Yes. Okay. Then went to a hotel called, called the what? Ramada something on... The Ramada You went hotel. to a Ramada? Yeah. Is that not a very cool place? It was, a low, it was a low point in the evening. Yeah, classy night. <laughs> yeah. I didn't did stay free, there. Did you get a free breakfast? <laughs> no. <laughs> then, he, then, then he went and had something called a rub and tug, Nick. He had a massage that was finished with an act of onanism by a Thai lady, didn't you? you no. No, he didn't do that. <laughs> right, but he lo and then you lost your phone in the back of a cab, you yes, think? Yes, but I couldn't remember the colour of the cab, so the hotel said, what colour was the cab? I said, green and white? No, there's no such thing. There's no, you've made that up. You've invented that, you idiot. You're obviously not from here. Yeah, so it's gone. So, well, it's anyway, come back, if you it? are a cab for some reason, if you're a Los Angeles cab driver listening to BBC <laughs> Radio, <laughs> somehow, it's seemingly impossible. If you know where Matt's phone is, do let Matt know. I don't know how you'd let him know either, I guess, by emailing our show, russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. What would you like to listen to now? Perhaps we should let 
Nick select something off of this list. He is our, after all, our guest on the show. Uh, if you want to text us, you can at, what is it, 88291? Yes. Text us on that number or russell.brand uh, at bbc.co.uk. Oh, the news is coming out in a minute. But we'll just, you want to listen to the Kings? Yeah. Dedicated follower of fashion, that is uh, Nick Stoller, director of Forgetting Sarah Marshall's Choice of a Record. I can't help but think, Nick, that you've selected that because you're staring over at me. Uh, Matt said I look like uh, an Islamic Han Solo. But I think I look... That's not incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fairly accurate description yeah. of how I look. Uh, if you do yeah. want to have a look at me, there'll probably be photos of me up on the website somewhere. I imagine they'll turn up probably sooner or later. The so, weird thing is when you see... You'll see this in Los Angeles. You'll see someone dress up their six-month-old baby like a sexy baby. Yeah, that's not really? right to yeah. dress up a baby uh, sexy. What, no. like, they give you earrings and put a like bra a on juicy, it? Like a juicy sweatsuit. Like a low-riding right. juicy sweatsuit. Why would you make a baby sexy? How is that ever justifiable? I don't know. I don't know. And then... You know, paedophiles have to carry the can yeah. when there's an indiscretion. <laughs> yeah, after exactly. some sexy oh, baby's been pushed around in a wheelbarrow, all full of tinsel and lingerie. Matthew, you look troubled by that announcement. Slightly troubled by all that. But, <laughs> yeah, I think maybe you two are projecting. You, you don't want babies. <laughs> look at that little baby in that bonnet. Like sexy yeah. little. Yeah, baby. You just don't want to open it up to it's the baby's fault. No, right. You just don't want to open that up. It's yeah, the penguin's fault. It's the baby's fault. <laughs> sexy penguins, mm. sexy babies, sexy penguins, sexy babies. Everything's a little bit sexy, I've noticed. Mm -hmm. No, we mustn't blame sexy babies. Mm -hmm. But but also, though, don't you ever see a four or five-year-old child dressed up like, you know, and you think, well, that mum's put lipstick on it and give it earrings and all sorts around like where I'm yeah. from, Essex and that. You'll see one with earrings on, like a little... Like boob tube and a rah rah skirt and stilettos on a four year old. Just what's the point? Boy. Yeah. Boy, yeah, that's what I was. Until <laughs> <laughs> I was 17. Ridiculous way to treat a baby. What was all that racket out there? Matt, our uh, army engineer, went out to have a look. Was that the Australians kicking off out there? Yeah, was that... that's, that's, uh, that's these guys in the green room laughing. Right. Well, what, what, they better be laughing at our show. Yeah, if they're, they're, listening, they're listening to the show, they can hear they can oh, see you, what enough. you're wearing. Right. It's Gareth and Jack and people that work with us uh, at Vanity Project, our own production company we make things with. Okay, probably we need a bit of news, but before that, I'd just like to say that uh, a lady called Roisin has sent this message to all of us here. Uh, in the book Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Oompa Loompas were originally black Africans. Roald Dahl was forced to change this because it was seen as being racist. And in fact, obviously was, because they were like, as I've always maintained, the Oompa Lumpers were slaves in that chocolate factory and it should not have been allowed. Okay, well, we've cleared that up. Uh, Nick Stoller, you have to leave now to go and look at a baby. I have to look at a baby. What will it be wearing? Something sexy. Something sexy, Hopefully, one yeah. hopes. Nick Stoller, thank <laughs> yeah. you very much for coming on our show. Come anytime you like, just waltz in. Okay, will do. All right, then. Will you take care? Yes, thanks very much. <laughs> what lovely manners. <laughs> you can tell you're born in England. We've got an awards, though, nomination that's coming up soon. Fingers crossed for all of that. You all right, Matthew? Yes, very well. Like Nick Stoller, he's a nice man, wasn't he? He is lovely. Oh, it's a shame. Look, some more questions for him. Question for Nick. What happened to the horse riding scene? Russell keeps going on about it. Does the scene even exist? Well, we sort of answered that anyway. Hey, ask Nick about his new film, The Yes Man, about a man who can only say yes, cunning tile, starring Jim Carrey, although ironically similar to Lie Lie. <clears throat> well, that's actually adapted from uh, Oldfield, this one, because Nick's gone. Uh, it's adapted from a Danny Wallace uh, book. There you go, and uh, probably oh, really? it's good. Yeah, Danny Wallace, uh, England's own. Right. Hello, Russ Man G, says someone also called Russ, Russ Courtney. Interesting. I very much enjoy your show and anticipate the podcast, though they've been I've been slightly angered by the tardiness of its posting. Sort it out, you guys. Well, I don't think we can help it. I think it's something to do with copyright or something. Why is the podcast always... I think always it has to be listened to by a lawyer. It has to be listened to by a lawyer. Even, and hard, hard though you may find this to understand, there's a lot of the content of this show is <laughs> dubious and there, there are a lot of problems. Um, wonder why we don't have a regular item. Straight. Us straight guys have problems too. You 
you heterophobic swines. Much love from Russ. Well, I don't know. We're always dealing with straight problems, aren't we? I mean, well, Matt Morgan yeah. sort of is one. In the middle of them. <laughs> right there, in the middle of it. Right. So also, we we followed up a little bit from Roald Dahl, anti-Semite, and now it turns out racists. We'll but it maybe isn't because they may have been black Africans, but mm. he actually, you know, the Impolimpers were. You know, they was like their plight was part of the story, wasn't it? Well, it was, actually, it was so there wasn't them. Wonka sort of part of the problem. I mean, he dragged them away. I mean, I know they. Were, I think something was going on in their country, like they were they had something after him or something. Some sort of animal was after him. But mm. like, I don't think the way that Wonka treated them was good. Right. Yeah. I treat you like a queen. <laughs> <laughs> I treat you like a queen, darling. You throw it all back in my face. Got some emails here. Here's one. It's from someone. Hey, well, I forgot to talk about Mr. G, our poet laureate. Is he in London? The show. Presumably he's there, unless he's poncing around the West End like Noel yeah. Coward, doing bumps of cocaine off his credit card. <laughs> G, where are you? Is he there? Are you there yeah, in London? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, yeah. What did you do? <laughs> putting, away your, putting your works away, were you? What's going on? Do what, what I'm doing. Yeah, got the whole studio to myself. It's lonely here, you know? Are you lonely without Matthew and me? I'm lonely without Matthew. Nah, yeah, I'm lonely without Matthew. <laughs> Don't play mind games with me. <laughs> hey, hold on a minute. You're a black gentleman. Do you find Roald Dahl's uh, stories a bit racist? I didn't really know about the the, the Oompa Loompas. I'm after <laughs> it, I only... <laughs> well, <laughs> wake up, mate. spokesman for them now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Me and Boris Johnson. Uh, um, hey, what's it going on? Has London gone a bit more racist since Boris Johnson's been in charge? I uh, don't really know. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of white-haired gentlemen walking around. Just but... like living it up now, aren't they? Yeah. They've been, they feel like they've got yeah. the right. They own the place. People on bicycles with their balls hanging out over the saddle, white <laughs> fluffy-headed down, making comments about the region. You've been so away quite know. a long time, haven't you? Oh yeah, I'm out of touch. <laughs> I don't even know what an Oyster card means. Okay, so there's a, here's something, it's from Lee. Hey guys, I heard that Express Radio from Cardiff Uni want to offer Matt Morgan a rock show. Well, I work at Extreme Radio at Swansea Uni. We all give a show. They're competing for you, Matt. Good. Howard Stern of Welsh <laughs> University Radio. <laughs> we'll give him a show, plus a pint of any cider of his choice. 160 uh, limit on that. Think about it. There are plenty of young uni students for Russell. Thank you. That's a nice little offer and bad bands for Noel Gallagher mouth off about love to your mother's nice one from Lee there okay so Matt there's a bidding war on obviously. there is a bidding war if you are a university mogul and you want Matt Morgan <laughs> remember I'm Matt Morgan's manager now so uh, I'll be handling that uh, Matt let's try know, and get out of hospital and university radio and into actual radio big hitters I want to hear you want to hear now. big hitters if you're a big hitter and you'd like to have Matt Morgan's rock show I mean I'm telling you it's going to be a hell of a show uh, also you might have Sharon Smith as a, show, a sidekick Sharon Smith's here. Hello, Sharon. You want to come forward and see, contribute, see if you've got any rapport with Matt Morgan? I've got a lot of rapport. Yeah, we've got a lot of rapport. You like having him here, don't you? She likes having Matt over because she thinks it means she can drink more and carry on doing more drinking. I love driving. having Matt here. It's nice. I like Matt here. You've been having a nice time with all we of the... We've been having a lovely time. We've been taking him out. Yeah, we share our problems. We talk about you. We've been out and about. We've been out a lot, actually. We've been we out, out two nights, but we've been out. How did you fun. enjoy your week over here doing no work while with me and Nick were I was doing some work, but it was really nice. I feel like I've been for a person. <laughs> it's been doing a lot of work very brown. It's been the garden. I was doing my email well, in the garden. Well, probably drag it off to work in a factory. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on like that. Uh, no, it's really nice. I think I've really found my feet in your absence, actually. Mm, like oh, most really? nights now, I've got at least three or four invitations to choose from, which is a big, you know, advance on what it was before. Really? Having you dragging around <laughs> on my shirt towels. <laughs> I'd better come out on your poxy social events. I'm living a crazy life out here. We're loving it, Where aren't we? we? It's bonkers. We well, don't even lock our house. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that on the radio, they'll come and rob us up. Well, 
When we moved you in, the woman no goes, keys. don't need no keys here. And like Nick Stoller, when Nick Stoller came around, goes, that's not an LA thing, you know. We do have keys here. This is Don't, don't <laughs> yeah. accept that. That's, that's not normal. It. Why? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, there's no, like, gate or anything. What's to stop she people coming in? She's breezing into our home. They said it's because we live in a cul-de-sac and no one's going to come up here. Who's going to come up here? You don't need no keys. That's the concept of crime, right? Yeah. That's like, you know, well, why would anyone come up here? Why would anyone take something that doesn't belong to them? The That's thing still is, wrong. The thing is, though, Russell and Nick were really bothered by that initially. And then when you leave the house every single time, like, Nick leaves these doors open, Russell yeah. just goes out, two front doors open, keys to the cars everywhere. We've got two front doors. We have got two front two doors. Two front doors. I've been through different And he's doors. got his front door. Like Mr. Ben, come yeah. out dressed as an astronaut. You're a blithering idiot. That's so got worse. It's I, not really lo unlocked. Well, it's but, all locked now. Yeah, it's all careful. <laughs> if you're a member of the Crips or Bloods and you're out a few quid, look elsewhere, right? We've got, we don't got nothing in there. He's starting for you to rob. Yeah, so listen to this, right? Last night, um, like outside the Rainbow Rooms, oh, yeah, if you want to see me do stand-up comedy at the Roxy, you can't, I think it's sold out, is it? Is it sold out, the gigs at the Roxy? We're doing, oh, there's one we're putting on an extra show but on the 25th because of public demand. Russell Brand at the Roxy on Sunset Strip. Legendary venue. Anyway, we were outside there last night because Matt was shuffling around the Rainbow Rooms. He'd found people that were similarly scruffy to him that he could get involved with and bump into and try and snog them on the tattoo, right? And then, like, <laughs> <laughs> it, well, outside there, there's a bloke playing, ca like, sort of a Casio, other keyboards are available, like Moog or whatever, right, playing a keyboard in the street, sort of homeless bloke with, like, a, sort of dressed up, a bit like that sidekick out of Lovejoy. Sharon, stop making all that racket, right? And uh, she's rocking about on her chair. What's wrong with you? Not Val Duda. Can put her mic down now, now Peter? She doesn't deserve a microphone. She's a pain in the ass. Right? <laughs> like, there's a bloke, there's a homeless bloke playing a Casio keyboard, right? And he had, like, he's got a table he looked next like to God. Him. He dirty did look a bit God. like a dirty God. Oh, no, don't think God's come down to observe us, do you? And, like, he's posing. As a homeless man in a unique sort of Michelle Gondry. He's pitching, stuff. he's pitching. Hey, hold on. God comes down from the heavens. Get Nick Stoller back in here. God comes down. He's playing a Casio keyboard on Sunset Strip. He had like three white mice on a table next to him, and he's got dollhouse furniture, and he had like little white mice. Like, Did you about. see that? Didn't you see the white mice? No, I didn't. There's one running around on a wheel. That he had three. Oh, I saw it again because I arrived with you, and then I left with obviously someone else. And, like, and then I saw, <laughs> and I saw like, like load of white. There's like loads of white mice. Really? Yeah. He had a lot of stuff for a homeless man. Right. Yeah, how homeless are you if you've got all this stuff? Just invest some of that in a home. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in a much better situation. Right, but it's like, like it's really funny because like this person that I was with, Natalie, who teaches me yoga over here, and you know, mm. those boundaries Purely have professional. Been <laughs> it's a kind of yoga. And like, and, right, so like, right, she, like, this is really funny. When we, when we went into the club, you have to pay to go into this club, which uh, frankly I resented, but you know, it seems to be the system. So we paid, Matthew paid for me, thank you very much for that, mate. It's all right. Person, right, so one person takes your money, person on the other side take, gives you a little stamp on your wristykins, and then in you go right and like uh, no messing about no messing about no monkey business no rhubarb in you go natalie came along she's all yo hey hello guys isn't it beautiful that's mickey mouse well she's <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i had sex with him <laughs> <laughs> is this gonna affect my position at disney <laughs> <laughs> hey there he is i know him anywhere <laughs> he's wearing my shorts <laughs> and he, i think he's had a go on mini as well <laughs> look at her dress she's in tatters <laughs> a tattered fuck was found on some barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so like she just she just breathe right. There's the bloke on one side taking the money, bloke on the other side taking the same. She just breezes in. She did a Jedi mind trick. It was like a Jedi mind trick. Right, and then the bloke who does the uh, who does the stamping pursued her and went, um, uh, excuse me, miss, excuse me, and took about. And he, I goes, oh Natalie, Natalie, you got paid off to come in here. No, you don't got to pay. They just want to see my ID. And then she showed the ID to the person that takes the money. Right, and he just went, well, why are you showing me this ID? 
because there wasn't that wasn't the problem. The yeah. problem was they wanted money. She goes, I'm showing you my ID. I need a stamp. I want a stamp. That's Michael and, Jackson. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that was years ago. No one will care about that anymore. That was like 20 years ago. And, like, and, like, and then right, and then he goes, like she, so the the stamp like she goes, oh, yeah, I need a stamp. I need a stamp. So the money accept the money accepting guy ushered her towards the stamp guy. She goes, I need a stamp. And then he just stamped her on the wrist, and she went in. At no point did she hand over any money. And then I went to her. Oh, you know, you realise you're supposed to pay. Yeah, but why would you pay? You pay money when you buy the drinks. And I go, yeah, no, I know it's not fair, but you are supposed to pay money. Yeah, but that's not fair. Stra exchanging a note for goods tendered. What's the what? No, yeah, no, that's the system of capitalism you're attacking now. But that is the system. No, I don't accept it. She was like, I couldn't get it through to her. What was going Why on? You're around with this woman. You've made her seem like an idiot. <laughs> Giving her that voice, <laughs> you're baffled by the things she does. Then we came outside, and there's the bloke. There's a god there with his three blind mice. Right, and I goes, "Yeah, let's give him a little bit of money." No, no, let's not give him money. That's not fair. Like it's cruel to the mice. And I goes, "Yeah, all right. Maybe it's not ideal that the mice are there, but he's already at that point." No, I goes, "Give him some money, because then he can buy the mice some more stuff." No, I'm not going to give him the money. I go, "Come on, just like he's then." No, it's not right to have a mouse in that situation. I goes, yeah, but he's already that's already happening. We can't reverse time. Give him some money. So anyway, like how's that gonna work as a relationship? What a date she had. <laughs> Whether it's seeing a homeless man and white mice <laughs> or being bullied <laughs> by an obnoxious English idiot. It's the date for you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we went home after that. I Why wasn't she allowed to do capoeira? Because I didn't want her doing capoeira with Because she was she She'd be good at it. She's gorgeous. Alfred's all gorgeous. You don't put gorgeous people doing something that they're good at together and saying, like, no, come see me do stand-up. Don't come watch me do capoeiro, situation where I'm all vulnerable. No, 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 no. That is not how you organise a society, Matthew. You could keep her away from the capoeiro. That was funny when she said, oh, I did that. I do capoeiro. Shut down, clothes! Right, we're uh, moving on! Hey! Went, oh, you should do it. We're all going to do uh, it. I was, I was already Russell, shaking like, my head. twitching. He's like, no, no, no. Nothing <laughs> happening. I won't be married. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm sitting with my pig. She <laughs> <laughs> can't see me vulnerable. Remember me like this. Remember <laughs> me like this. So yeah. she was taken to the back of the house. Mm. Oh, look at the view. Don't look yeah, at the front. Look at the view. Don't look at me doing Hey, it's a view. <laughs> that's right there. <laughs> Look at that. It's, things seem tiny from here. Yeah, that's perspective. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <coughs> oh, I'm choking. Jesus Christ, on my own arrogance. What should we do? Listen to a record? Yes. What would you like to listen to, Mafu? Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, God, I knew you'd select something. Or Motorhead. Oh, I God. met Lemmy first night. You're such a mug. Right, he met Lemmy in the club and he goes, I gave him, I gave him my number, I think he might come on the show. Oh, he's not coming on the show, mate. And he goes, oh no, I've lost my phone. I bet Lemmy's ringing me on my phone. <laughs> Lemmy's not ringing Russell you. Russell looked at me with such contempt. <laughs> I went, oh no, I lost my phone. Lemmy's probably tried to call me. <laughs> Russell looked at me and said, oh, you poor man. Do you really think that's like He you? was humouring you. <laughs> you silly, silly boy with much more chance of licking one of his moles. Right, okay. Well, he's not going to come on now, is he? No, he's said he that. He doesn't listen to it. I know who I am. He's got, he's got two little jelly tots on his face. Yeah. I'd like, would you like to sprinkle a bit of sugar on him and suck him off his cheek? No, I'd like to press him. Press him down, see, see if there's a reaction. It'd be nice, yeah, yeah. it'd be all right. What <laughs> Pressing Lenny's moles. Why do we portray him as Welsh? I don't know, I can't really remember his accent. But... He is from Wales! They come from Wales! From the valleys! <laughs> if you want to come to the valleys, this is what we'll do. We've got some more emails and texts and things like that. Here's one of them from someone's number in... Oh, it's Lisa from Dover. Haven't you ever seen Pingu? He's best friends with Seal. They have 
have adventures, surely that's, this is just a natural step for penguins and seals to have sex. That's from Lisa in uh, Bournemouth. Uh, well, fair enough then, but penguins, I understand, is a cartoon, isn't it? If you're or a seal, animation of some a kind. penguin must look quite smart. What do you mean? They're like well, they're dressed like, up. They, you know, they look so like a little black class, jacket on. Like when you, when you get off with like a girl that's been to university, you're saying, oh, she's been to university! I've been to oh, university. I've been to university. I've been to university. I've been to I'll dominate you! What are you talking about? I've been to uni- you haven't been to university. So what? I'm a great actor. Anyone will tell you that who's seen one of my movies. Now, here's an email from Liam. Whilst at Leeds Music Festival, there was a campsite rumour that Cilla Black had died. I'm for one to hear, glad to hear she's still alive. So, there we are. Also, you should make Alistair McGowan do promotion jingles for your show in his many voices. That would be alright, wouldn't it? That'd be pretty good. So that's a good use for Alistair McGowan, who's backstage at Chicago now. We could have him on if we wanted. We could admit to some of the transgressions we committed in his office, couldn't we, as well, yes. when we weren't there. So that might be nice. Also, see the blacks. We get her on the show. We'll have her on a little bit later. Show. We just wait till we're ready. Yeah. Do you feel ready? She's yet? having dinner with someone very famous, Joan Collins. Oh. What do you mean? Supposed to trying to build it up. Oh, that's no way to build something up. Is that how you're going to do your radio show? Yeah. Building things up? It's rubbish. It wasn't. Oh, you could have dragged that out. Drag it out? Build it up? What kind of radio show is this? <laughs> Sounds like you trying to get rid of a body. Bloody awful. <laughs> this is a... Here we've got a letter from Matt the Radio Edwards. He says, Dear Russ... Stroke... <laughs> oh, yeah, Matt's manager. This is in my... It's for me, but in my role as your manager. I'll make Matt an offer he can't refuse. Well, you'll do that via me, young man. Uh, we, we have a rock show... Uh, we can have a rock show battle, trade song for song, blow for blow, here at Southampton Student Radio. We're gagging for some Matt Morgan. So it's another student one, Matt, but we're, going, we're, climbing, we're climbing the ladder. We're climbing the ladder. There's the a worst manager I've ever had. Check this out. <laughs> That's up against some stiff competition. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. look at that shambling wreck of a man sat over there looking like Fagan that's in charge of our careers. But there's a beer festival on next week, says this Mr. Ed. Woods from Southampton, 15 hours, 12 beers and 6 ciders for Matt. So this is uh, Matt, he also called Matt, Matt the Radio Edwards from, uh, who's describing his dissertation to make this bid for your services. Matt, you interested? Well, I'm just taking it, you know, as a manager, that's terrible. What do you mean? Why you is just, this bad management? There's lots of different boozes there. That's true, I'm trying to get you off the booze, aren't I? Are Can't you? even look after your own phone for an evening, oh, poor sack. about that phone. It's horrible when you lose your phone, isn't it? You do, it's disproportionate. But it was more than contact. just a normal phone. Was because it was an iPhone. It solved mysteries with me. <laughs> we had adventures. The only real mystery is why you're allowed to communicate with others. Why don't you concentrate, keep things in your pocket? What are you doing that back I don't at know. cab? I don't know. I never lose things. You do lose things. You I don't, don't know where you are Honestly, one I don't. the next. I have to carry you through life no. like a little orphan girl. Right, okay, so perhaps look, we were supposed to do anecdotes with Scylla Black, but there's some really good ones here. Coming in, Sturm. Yeah, still, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just interview Scylla in a conventional way. We know how to do interviews with professionals. Uh, <clears throat> right, listen to this. You all like this anecdote, Matthew. Uh, da, 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 not, uh, no, not that one. Uh, no, not that one. Yeah. Uh, my friend's Nan says Helen Compton Edwards. My friend Nan said, <clears throat> not my friend Nan, my friend Nan. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> She's a bit old, but we, we really clicked from day one. Uh, my, fr- my friend's Nan did say that someone was HMV positive the other day. And our local paper, <laughs> the Evening Echo, once there was a spelling error which said instead of Jack the Ripper's diary, it read Jack the Ripper's dairy. I'd never buy any cheese from, from a man who killed prostitutes. Just to, just to let you know. That's from Helen Compton uh, from Leon C. Good old Essex. Nice little anecdote. Nice anecdote. Good. Oh, let's do the jingle. Let's do an anecdote jingle. Like, we're now time for an anecdote. That was one there, but it's time for another one. And here's the jingle now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hello, Hello, Jill. Hello, Jill. Jill, grab me pipes and everything. Things with Nancy. Things we say we don't know what we're doing, do we? Another anecdote here. This one's about lesbians. My, um, this one's from Bill Harbison. Nice. My nan used to use a strange euphemism for going for a wee, which I'd never heard before or since. Instead of saying I'm going to the lavatory, she'd say, I'm just going to go and squeeze my sponge. Oh, that's worse than saying I'm going to go wee. Yeah, driver, she said, squeeze I'm going to mix my sponge. Squeeze my sponge out, squeeze my sponge out, wash me plunge out, wash me plunge out. <laughs> dirty nanny, dirty nanny. Oh, that's disgusting. It's weird. <laughs> Does that upset you? Yeah. Well, the four of them. What do you, why? What's the image you give like you? The, there's so much hair. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, matted. Yeah. All mottled up like a and bit of roadkill. Oh, dear. Kicking it out. No, oh, no, no. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have said that, should you? Cause no. what, people aren't going to want to find your phone now. If that's how you live your life, is it, <laughs> they? Imagine what sort of photos might be stored on Matt Morgan's no, iPhone. No, there's nothing. No boobaloos. That's, that's bad if you, you know, lose your phone and there's rude oh, photos. Of course. Yeah, that's I a risk. It long enough to get to accumulate nothing. No, that's good, isn't it? What a blessing for us all. Dear Russell, Matt and the rest, says Liam Barnsley, or Liam from Barnsley. The other day, my nan bought a new laptop. Wow. I've wow. never heard anything like that. That's futuristic, isn't it? She picked up the plug and said... Is this one of them hard drives? <laughs> oh, poor cow. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. P what's she going to do with a laptop if she thinks the plug is a hard drive? Yeah, what's she going to do? Get That's off with when it. old people have mobile phones. She'll just think it's a tea tray. She'll yeah. carry things back. Yeah, yeah. When they hold mobile phones, they sort of jab at it, don't they? Like, they're they're trying, like it's a Geiger counter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> around like, oh dear, I can't get a signal. Here is another anecdote. This one's from Tash in Essex. Hello, Russell, Matthew, etc., etc., Mr. G. I wanted to share my own anecdote. I've done it in script form. Oh, all right, Matt, we can act this out. Oh, yeah. really? Well, I suppose so. You play the aunt, I'll play the nan. We'll do this. This you is me and Matt Morgan. Baby voices. Uh, well, you'd be a bit younger because you're the aunt. Oh, God. Right, so I'll do be doing that for us, like and that. Nick Stoller was still here. Oh, it's God. A big moment. <laughs> Come on, Matthew. You can do this. You can be a star. We're going to do a sketch show uh, soon. We're going to, like, it's not going to be on telly. We're going to just do it because we've got enough money. We can stick it on. Look at Matthew trying to get in a character. <laughs> you idiot. I saw awesome. you doing breathing exercises then. <clears throat> focus. focus. <laughs> okay. Method. I am. I have the right to succeed. I give you the right to succeed. <laughs> okay, so I'm playing. Well, I'm, I'm the nan, so you've got the first line then. Okay. Mum, hmm. we've got a family of foxes in our garden it's good isn't it brilliant so far i'm really into what you're doing lovely go back go, no, you're gonna do a different voice i was like i was happy oh, with okay. that we've tried to get some photos but we haven't been very lucky so far well that's strange foxes usually love getting their picture taken what do you mean well there's loads of photos of foxes so they must like it there we are that is a scene starring me and matt bringing oh, to life get that moment of our lives back <laughs> <laughs> Gone now, all wasted out the window. Hey, listen, I think it was, you know, we did what we could with the material. So what's she saying? Foxes, there's so many photographs of oh, foxes. foxes. It's like the foxes like... are complicit. God. But the foxes, of course, not complicit. You don't have, you know, like a Red Indian, Native American. Talking lots of photos. Why there's, why there's this sort of serial killer's wall? <laughs> this is someone sent in this collage of photographs of me, something they've put on their wall, and I must say, I'd find that very, very flattering. Disturbing. Well, there's about a hundred different photographs of me made into a collage, and I like it because I remember each one of them. I look at that and think, God, that's me, all in different situations. Nice. Me moving about, me in the bill, me doing something for comic relief, me, 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 me. Lovely. Perfect for him. <laughs> yeah, so that's the perfect gift. If you are looking for anything to buy for me, buy that. Or perhaps you can absorb yourself in Matt Morgan's new campaign, Get My Phone Back. <laughs>
<laughs> well, lovely. We'll see if we can get Blue Peter to take it on, shall we? Oh, and we're getting ever closer to Mad Morgan's phone. <laughs> Things looking good. Okay, so what do you want to do? Do you want to listen to a record or something? Should we yeah. get Silla Black up? Get Let's get Silla Black up. Let's get, put a record on. Get Silla Black Let's up. Let's not get Silla 2 Black up. There's <laughs> 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 uh, not now that Boris Johnson's met. Let's <laughs> not, not make any further racial transgressions. Hey, we could have got Cheggers! Did you even know that? Yes. We could have got Keith Chegwin on this show. Right, we can have him next week. Can we, though? Can we ever get Keith Chegwin again? Do you think he's a man who's going to be pissed around by you <laughs> after he's done Nude Jungle and everything he's gone through in his career. Check us plays pop. Well, there's some gay problems here. Should we just play a record, then we'll come back and we'll talk to Silla Black? Yes. Yeah? All right, so you know, you're not going to mess her about, are you? No way. All right, and she's having all... Oh, she might be a surprise a secret guest. There's a big secret. You're listening to Russell Brown's show on uh, on uh, Radio 2. What are we going to listen to now, mate? That I thing know, that you what, wanted to. Oh, what? Queens of the Stone Age? No, that thing about Eve or something. Oh, Eve, Eve Destruction. Destruction. Yeah, yeah, Have yeah. we got that? Can we listen to right, We're about to hear Eva, Eve of Destruction. What? Over Evil Construction. It's an evil construction. Capitalism has stirred against us. Or we might hear Queens of the Stone Age. What are you looking at me like that for? You know why I'm looking at you Tell like me that. why. Tell the listeners. No. Tell him. He's rubbing himself. Oh, that's right, because I feel all nice for Nanny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good girl. He's step-toe bum. <laughs> all clenched up. <laughs> I, I went in the toilet when he was on the toilet. He sat down, sounded yeah. like ceramic, hitting ceramic. Sounded <laughs> <laughs> like two ladrons figurines. Little bony bum. <laughs> that was because the toilet was not sealed properly. That's because I was standing funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that toilet weren't probably fixed to the floor. That was the sound of it moving against the ground. He's just got legs that just join his spine. There's no butter. <laughs> I have got a lovely ass. Look, I urge you, go on the Russell Brand fan site, look at them pictures of me in the culture section. They were photoshopped. They were not, well, not he, with Mark He's got a prosthetic sin. bum. I went into his room. He's got these big, like, <laughs> chicken breast things that puts down his pants. <laughs> All right, I've got a lovely, gorgeous run. Oi, look at some of the sex I've been having lately. Stop telling everyone how good at sex you are. I'm great at the old sex. Someone was noshing me. Oi, <laughs> don't say that. Stop it. All right, steady. We've crossed the line. We've found a boundary. You're listening to BBC Radio 2, the Queen's Radio Station. I'm here with Matt Morgan. This is a nominated for an award, this show, an award that perhaps it'll win. Come on, let's fight so for it, don't Matthew. complain about the swearing Don't complain and filth. and filth. We know what we're doing. We're probably, this is bloody brilliant. This is post-structuralist. This is Jack Derrida radio you're getting here. Sharon Smith's got out of the room. I need some tom to dum tom tums Thanks, Sharon. What were you just saying about just then, my love? About uh, I went to the old special effects place to get dressed up as a satyr. That's how you say it. I thought it was satyr. Satyr. You know, satyr. like a, a yeah, sexual like a, goat man. A goat man, yes. Yes, it was, it was a short build for the, for the people. That's where the word satire comes from. Comes from satirical. Satirical. Yeah. Ow, what's the cor- correlation? They used to mock things in th- the satires mock I things. Know. I don't know. I'm, All right. Yeah, well, I'm out of we'll my depth. Have a look. Have a look who you are. For the moment you've turned up here, that's where you've been. Dropping your iPhones down drains, all baffled and confused, saying you can beat up the Capoeiro man. The whole thing's been a bloody farce. Go on, then, Sharon. What were you going to say? <laughs> so it's a really fantastic costume, right? It's really amazing. But they're filming like it on a pan blue... goat man. Yeah, but they're filming it on blue screen, so his actual legs. He has to step into these like blue painted constructions. So. He these sort of like what are they they're kind like of like stilts yeah like sort of stilts goat legs, legs sticking out of the stilts these beautiful little right. goat's legs with like little goat a goat hooves are on the bottom of it and stuff. So anyway, I was getting in it and then I sort of stepped into the other room with Les, the driver. We was just sitting in the other room and all of a sudden we're... And he probably fell over. 
Oh. That was in danger. <laughs> and there was about six big burly men in there that had to sort of like pick him up and sort of hold him up while he sort of continues to do it. And he wasn't really mentioned. He's like, I'm all right, I'm all right. No, I didn't hurt myself. No, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. Really he didn't really cool talk about, about it. it. And then we got in the car to drive back and it's a really long journey back. And we was in the car for about half an hour and all of a sudden he just went, I fell down. <laughs> <laughs> big baby. <laughs> I am the baby. What did you land on? My side. <laughs> He's in skinny Paul Slim bum. <laughs> Everyone stop having... Leave my ass out of this. It's a lovely thing. Uh, why would I live this life? Now then, what about you, Matthew, the other day? Because Gareth, who's been round our house, the producer of a Vanity Project's TV show, he'd been playing the piano and everything because he's a trained French horn musician. But he can play anything. I can play the French horn. He'd been playing the piano and everything round our house. And we was all like, having a nice sing-along. And then Matt went off to get his guitar, do his three chords of Nirvana. He's always whacking out. <laughs> Right, you know, sort of all, like, taking it all dead seriously. Oh, can we do this one? Can we do that one? Trying to think of songs I don't know, so he could do it on his own, right? And then, like, uh, and then, then he goes to Gareth. Gareth said like, later on, later in the night, when he had a few drinks, that Matt leaned over at Gareth and went, "We've got a band now, haven't we?" <laughs> what a little idiot! Thinks <laughs> he's got a band now. Honestly, I'm, you know, I've got hidden talent. <laughs> really singing. Got it well hidden, mate, because I ain't seen a glimpse of it, and I've known you a decade. Bloody fart it is. What happened to uh, someone asking about my private life, Olivia? What happened to arms? There's always very all women in my life, and there's only one of them. You're very special. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, we've got lots. Of, is, Cilla, is Cilla Black here? We've got like well, I think. We, how do we know we when Cilla Black's ready to Just be say spoken hello, to? Hello, Cilla. Uh, hello, Cilla. Are, are you there? Cilla Black is not here. She's not available to be spoken to, but she's having dinner with a very secret, very <laughs> private person, and we're all pretty thrilled about that. Why don't we do our new item, Gay, to uh, pass a little bit of time? Let's hear the... Or should we do Jingle Race War? Jingle Race War. Jingle Race War. Let's do the Jingle Race War. Jingle. I love that. Jingle. W waste War. What's war, it good what for? What's it good for? Establishing good jingles. Let's have a listen to the jingle now for our new item, Jingle Race War. Is it there? Because obviously people in London are in charge of that, you so there's no way us knowing. Different rooms and Scamper I know about. their pain. You know their pain. You just sit in there, coasting about. What's the thing you want to talk about? Our, our musical interlude. Well, we've discussed yeah, well, it now. It's nice though, isn't it? All around the piano. It's very good. We got everyone a just like you know, yeah. just not really trying too hard, apart from one little guy <laughs> <laughs> who really wants to be good. <laughs> I think I'm very relaxed in our sing songs. Really? Where would you think I am? Trying too hard. Put your, put your fingernails, we're sort of driven into your palms <laughs> with effort. <laughs> I can't I'm be good at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just doing, that's just me being my normal self. So let's do our item, Jingle Race War. Let's do our item, Jingle Race War. Hello, Silla. What are we doing? Gay jingle. I mean, there's someone just like, we can hear something from England. Do your gay jingle. <laughs> the mad frantic panic. Okay, we'll do our item. Gay. What a lot of chaos. How can we how can we possibly be awarded for this? But you know, fingers crossed, eh? Right, here's our new item, Gay. This is from someone called Sidge. I have a friend called St, who's been a good friend of mine for many years now. We're both students, spend a lot of time together. We do a radio show called the Malcolm and Dennis Show. Recently, however, I've been getting feelings that he fancies me once more. He knows I'm not gay. Da 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 da. That problem once more. Once more. How do we solve that problem usually? I don't know. I can't remember what we normally say <clears throat> normally just tell him tell him have sex with him have gay sex you fools go on do Dress it up as a penguin you can come to his quarters seal. at night 
get into his quarters and then get up his own quarters. Oh, Whoa, Russell, so too much. much. Just a thing that's being said on a planet. Who gives the monkeys? <laughs> so mad, does it? <laughs> what about last night? When we was in the car, Gareth Roy, Gareth, like someone went, um, oh, my car got towed the other day. An idiot Gareth Roy, the blundering fool at customs who, who went, who couldn't remember the word holiday. Why? What's the purpose of your visit? So, oh, fun! Just locks, I suppose. I'm a smuggler! Couldn't cause that's like where you wear shorts. <laughs> Don't do any work. <laughs> Prostitution, sir? Is that what you mean? You're here to be a prostitute? Get out of our land right right and then like uh, then in the back of a cab the uh, back of the car the other day he, like someone oh my, my car got he towed made a dad joke day. yeah he did make a dad joke oh my car got towed the other day <laughs> if, you, if your car gets towed five times does that mean it gets footed all ple- obviously we were all disgusted I was, I was sick out of the window matt was sick out of a window my erection wilted for the first time in a decade right? and then like about three or four minutes later after much derision and scorn was heaped upon him he went it doesn't matter if I said that thing. <laughs> <laughs> what a twerp. Trying to defend himself. Okay, so that's Gareth Roy, new uh, sort of icon of the show and uh, professional idiot. So, okay, now it is a moment of great honour for all of us as Scylla Black is on our radio show. Hello, Scylla. <laughs> Hello, Ooh. Russell. Oh, Scylla, you've certainly got a powerful energy. It's nice Have to hear I? you say my voice. Yes, very well, much. it's Saturday night and I've just got paid. Four, blimey. I won't ask what for, Scylla. <laughs> I've been giving cash hand over fist to you, I would. Oh, that. Well, so what How are you? Are doing? you? I'm very well, I'm very well. I'm out in Los Angeles, you know, living the dream, but it's, you know, obviously it's tarnished by, by the idiots I live with, but mostly it's, it's quite pleasant. What about you, Scylla? What are you up to? Well, I've just been out with Joni, the, another icon, Joan mm. Collins. You and Joan um, Collins out together? Yeah. Did well, you pull? Why wouldn't we be? No, no reason at all. I'm into it. Did you, did you, did you pull, or were you enough for each other? No, <laughs> no, no. Well, she's a married lady. So, oh, is she? Uh, no, we just we were out in that lovely restaurant, you know, Scott. I don't know that Mayf- restaurant. In the heart of Mayfair. Oh, lovely. That sounds nice. That was really nice? good. Hey, enough about me. What about you? All right, let's yeah, let's. I like your style. Let's, let's go. Talk about you. <laughs> yeah, go on. And then. you're, you you're the biggest thing in LA at the minute. I hear. In terms of vanity, yes, there, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah. bum, I've got a hell of an ego. Matthew, don't talk to Silla Black well, about my bum. congratulations, you know, on your new film. Thank you, it's going very well. You, you should probably see it, Silla. I think you might enjoy it. I think I will. I've seen several sort of cuts of it over, uh, you know, on the telly, you promoting it and everything. And, yeah. hey, what about you? And those, you know, they show you in your... Um, Silla, this is the BBC. Now, I know you took the uh, great Satan's money over on ITV. Now, we've got standards over here <laughs> on the Beeb. You can't go around saying things like that, although we have been effing and blinding well, and sexing our way from the show. Look, stop it. Don't come it with me with your snake hips and all those leather trousers and stuff. We've all been there. We've all done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, Silla. Tell us some stories about your youth, you know, saucy things. What My did you youth? get up to? Yeah. <laughs> No, I can't. No, I was a good girl, I was. Actually, I was at Ringo's um, 27th wedding anniversary last weekend. Wow. And he, do you know what he said about me? Cool. I was the only Catholic girl that didn't put out in oh. Liverpool. <laughs> a cruel indictment of Catholicism, but one up to you, Silla Black. <laughs> oh, it's not nice, though, is it? No, I'm, what, to put, what do you mean, you know, putting it about? Well, what? that's what I mean. I was a good girl, I was. 
Oh, silly, you still are. You're great. What's, what's going to be your next cultural incarnation? What are you going to come back as now? Because we had you as a pop star. <laughs> then you were the queen of television. What's next for you, Silla Black? Are you going to come and do I something I don't know. Pod? I don't know. How shall I reincarnate myself then, Russell? You tell you me. Do, me and you could do something together, some sort of intergenerational like kinky thing. I don't know. Like we could, what? I, well, we could reinvent Saturday Night TV, you know, like, a, I don't know. I mean, I was a very big fan of both Surprise, Surprise and Blind Date. We could, well, uh, you were perhaps... just a baby then. Not really. I, I, you know, I understood what was going on. Perhaps we could combine those two concepts of Surprise, Surprise and Blind Date and give people surprise dates, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty much what I've been doing well, since my you teens. put it together and I'll think about it. No, I worked really hard in those days. Russell, you know, I mean, I worked every hour that got sent me. And now, now I just, I, you know, I'm just enjoying myself. Aren't I entitled to a little bit of enjoyment? Of course you are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If, no, if you don't want to work, my love, you've, yeah, you've given a great deal to our culture. So don't, you know, don't put yourself oh, out. I like working, but I, I like mm. working, but I don't mm. want to work that hard. No, no, you, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just, yeah, find your own limits. Uh, did you, just curious about what you had for dinner with Joan. Did you, you know, what, what do you have? Do you have anything nice? Do you have oysters or anything? I went mental. No, I don't like oysters. No? I don't like oysters, don't like caviar. I, I had a prawn cocktail. <laughs> oh, bless you. I you did. And That's then what you'd have had when you I were 15. Fabulous. Uh, different kind of mushrooms on toast. Which was, I know it sounds ever so boring, but that's what <laughs> that's, I just found. doesn't sound like it should be in a restaurant. It sounds like you have that in front of the telly. Mushrooms on toast. Yeah, that's but it was Matt's very bread curry. special. They were morels, whatever you call them. The mushrooms. Mm. All right, they're like mushrooms. posh looking. Yeah, fair enough. And it like, was we... fabulous. It was great. And then we had uh, syrup sponge pudding. Um, what well, restaurant that... was this? Sounds like some sort of calf. It was Hey, look, you can take the girl out of Liverpool, but you can't take the Liverpool out of the girl. And that's what no. we all had, really. Just we... basic stuff. Sounds nice. No, it's good. It's good you're in touch with your roots. Now, listen, right, Silla, we went to a restaurant last night. My mate yeah. Matt, who I'm doing the radio show with, he's now poised, yeah. listening to you, waiting for his Hello, moment. Hello, Silla. There he is. Hi, right. darling. Ooh, look at that's that. flirty. That's a better hello than I got. I felt a twitch. Yeah, Silla, right, last night we, we was having dinner in this restaurant. He ordered a steak. He sat scoffing it like Hannibal Lecter, then kept going on about it. He says it was like a, eating a savoury mango or something. <laughs> or, a, or a salty yeah, salt juicy peach. and bloody and lovely. Oh, boy, all drool all over him, all blood around his gob. Oh, Disgusting well, I love it sight. when you talk dirty, Russell. Well, you should have dinner with Matt Morgan or Jeffrey Dammar, then. Well, that'd be great. The you know, I like thing. a little bit of dribble of... Butter running down the side of the mouth. Silla! Silla! <laughs> what, 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 it's what? not on the radio! We've gone through the looking glass! <laughs> Silla! Alright, I'll tell yeah, you what, Matt when we. He sounds really cute. He sounds no, he's really a, cute. He's a good looking boy, he's a dirty devil. Depends what you're up to, you know. We'll, we'll hook up when I I'm back. I've lost my phone, so. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. I can't give you my number. Alright, hold on. Oi, no, do hang you on. How old is Matt? He's old enough. I think he, yeah, he could handle you, I think, Silla. I'll tell you what, why don't the three of us get together? We'll oh, be a date alone. <laughs> Come on, man. I want the butter running down my chin. <laughs> the butter can run down your chin, right into my gob. <laughs> the yeah. on the Silla's oh, own quarters. We'll have an hell of an evening. <laughs> don't be rude. Come on. <laughs> are you sending me up, are you? I'm coming no, over to LA. Anyway, how long are you going to be there? Till the middle of June. Come round. Oh, wow. I'm over on the 19th. All right, of come May. 
19th of May, brilliant. Well, Perfect. take our, yeah, take our been, details. I've been invited to the final of Pop Idol. Oh, so lovely. I'm going to go there. You're friends with Cal, are you? Do you know yeah, Simon Cal? Yeah, of course Cowell? I am. And Nigel. Oh, you know that? Oh, Nigel. Nigel, Nigel Lithgow. Yeah, of course yes, I of course. am. What do you, what do you like? Oh, yeah, Jesus, of course, I know with an electric willy. So, Silla, all right, you come over, come on our show. You'll have a you'll have a whale of a time. It'll be I fantastic. would love to. Can I bring well, my uh, girlfriend, who was married to an American? Yeah, when I went go to crazy. school with her in Liverpool. She will be the star of your show. Bring her on, bring her on. She'll be more than welcome. We'll get some right, butter Daniel on our chins. So, sorry, darling. I called What's... you Angel One. Oh, bloody hell, excuse me. You're really getting me going. All right, Silla. All right, so May the 19th, we'll see you over here then, love. Well, I'll be on, I'll arrive on the 19th. Whether you see me on the 19th, this is a different thing. We'll be at thing. the airport. We'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> me and Matt I'll will be dressed as chauffeurs. <laughs> All right, Silla. Thanks All for coming right, on the darling. show, my love. God bless well, you. Bye, Silla. Tara, then. Bye-bye. Tara, Tara for Tara. now. There she goes. Oh, Bye. catchphrases and everything. Silla Black there. You showed me up in front of her, didn't you? What's wrong with you, Morgan? I, I liked her voice. I know, she saw what was it. All right, darling. All right. Yeah. That's not that. <laughs> That's from someone from Bread. <laughs> Lilo Lil. <laughs> All right, darling. <laughs> I want me pudding. Yeah. Oh, Bread was all right as well, actually. It was good, wasn't it? But then they changed someone in it. They, did did they changed thing. Peter Howie into someone else. I didn't like that when no, that happened. Not, not good when that happened. Also, I didn't like the sister, Angelina, or whatever she was called. Really? I liked, I liked the fat geezer, Jack. I liked the other one. The whole country went mad for that program. Bread, we all I? lost control. It was all, ooh, bread. Come on, let's work. Gotta get out. Gotta get out. Grab the world oh, by the throat and Ooh, shout, man, I'm getting into this. Gotta find it. Get us a share. Make bread and nobody. Woo, yeah, come on, Morrissey. Where's Morrissey when we need him? Oh, he'd have loved that version. I can sing most theme tunes. Listen to this one. It's weird how many. He just knows what all the lyrics. I do when you are far away. I'm singing this to you, Matt. And I am blue. What'll I do? Oh. When I'm alone with... Uh, and then brush strokes. Hold up. How does brush strokes go? Brush strokes. Uh, hold on. No, come on. Uh, Jacko, come on. Oh, someone come on, must remember. No, oh, right. oh, hang on. No. Oh, I know this. Right. is in the BBC Radio 2. This is the Russell Brand Show. <laughs> hold on. How does brush strokes go? It was good. Oh, yeah. Because of you. Because of you. Oh, come on. It's Dexy's Midnight Runners. Like Sing along. <laughs> 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 big, big break. Why a guy get between Silla's bleeding legs? Big, big break. break. It's, it's only, only a game, so put up a real big fight. I'm going to be snookering you, snookering you tonight. Racist. Coming in. <laughs> <laughs> right, Mr. G is now going to summarise this radio Rubbish show. with a poem. F you, this is radio. Yeah, we're kicking it, baby. <laughs> we're living a dream. Here he is, Mr. G, poet laureate of the show. Some say the best poet in England. He's going to summarise the show. Over to him. Let's give him a round of applause. Yes, it's Mr. Okay, this poem is called Busman's Holiday. Searching for grails to set sail, electing new trails for campaigns. Matt's in LA, phone mislaid with curried bread stains to explain. Mayors replaced, <laughs> baby requests to lactate. Ballot boxes kicked without socks as quick. A plimsoll without insoles or Nick Stoll's prosthetic ass picks. Strike a pose with PE in brogues. The posterior was awoken, then man goat fell and broke it. It seems only Silla could cope with the jaws capoeira lunges. Reinventing entertainment with the squeezing of sponges. Whoa, Mr. G! Oh, that's quality. The boy's a genius! <laughs> Incorporate all the events! In one, how does he do it? It can't be done! <laughs> there he is. Well done, G. Well, we look forward to seeing you. When are you coming out here, mate? 
But the show's been extended. Into the Hoods has been extended. So, lie. Uh, what it, a lie. It, it I've seen been. it. It's boring. <laughs> 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 no, it's good. Like, like, uh, our promoter, Ian Coburn, asked for it because he, promote, he promotes my live stand-up and he also promotes that Into the Hood that G's doing. And he goes, oh, can we get a quote for the show? Give us a quote for the show. And I went, yeah, it's boring. It's too long. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. Give us a proper one. And I gave him a good quote. It's a good show. Go and see Into the Hood. It's uh, What fear is it at, G? Novello Theatre in Aldwych. Novello Fear between Lion King and Dirty Dancing. See, so exactly. get there early. And Lord of the Rings behind us. <laughs> oh, best place for him. Okay, then. Uh, well done, G. Thank you for your contribution. Oh, we've still got a few minutes to wrap this show up. I was panicking earlier. Hey, get Noel on the phone. Oh, no. Let's wrap it up with Gallagher. I can't believe we've missed him. Right, we're bringing up Noel Gallagher now. Tell us when he's it. It's funny, isn't it, when he comes on. He'll go, all right, all right. Oh, we've got some emails here. This is from our army member, Matt, our adored member of the team. Uh, this is from someone whose phone number ends in 804. Maybe the penguin was dressed up like the kids around your way. Boob, tube, earrings and lippy. No wonder the seal was confused. Good point, yes. We are starting to shift the blame onto the sexy penguin now for this seal-penguin interspecial sex story. This is from um, someone called Josh from Boston. Ah, look, see, the Americans, they're getting hold of our show. Soon we'll be syndicated. We'll be millionaires! My nan claims to live in a Terrence house. It's terraced. And after my mum to <laughs> <laughs> told her uh, the course I'd chosen for uni, she started telling everyone that I was going to be an arty tech. Oh, instead Aww. of an architect. My granddaughter's an architect. It's going to be ever so good chicken design and some building dear. Right, well, there you are, Matthew. Have you enjoyed the show? I've had a whale of a time. It's been pretty crazy. You enjoyed flirting with Scylla, didn't you? I did, actually. Wasn't she? She was really up for it, wasn't she? No, she was mucking about. Nah, I mean, You misread all the signals. I don't misread it. She's well up for it, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah oh, she, 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 she got no ear on here. Yeah, she forgot herself, wasn't she? Bloody yeah. Oh, filthy. Oh, Christ, I'll give her what for. I'm laughing outside of that race now. So, <laughs> what's the matter? Noel's not answering his phone in... <laughs> it's really funny how people give us messages in our ear rolls. It's sort of really breathy and... Mm, Noel's not answering. Forget about Noel. Silla's on the line. Alistair McGowan's backstage. Okay, well, we're not going to have Noel Gallagher's lovely voice, but we, I imagine he's been listening to the show. He's a very big fan. He loves to be involved, doesn't he, yeah. Matthew? It's lovely to have him involved. Yeah, I miss him. Hopefully he'll come to the uh, Sony Music Awards with us. Are we going to even be able to go? When is that? We're not going to... Oh, it's the 14th. Isn't well, it? we'll try and go, it's you 12th. know. Let's see. Let's see if we can go. Well, thank you, everyone. Thanks for all your emails, texts, and contributions. Thank you to our fantastic guest, Nick Stoller, and to Silla Black. What wonderful guests they were. Matthew, Brilliant. you're, you're going to still be here next week to do the show again yes, in Los Angeles? Course. Well, it's going to be a real big hitter. Keep downloading us. Keep us at number one. God, my energy is a bit too high because we've got another two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep that up for two minutes. That would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? What, go on, you Gear contribute change. something. Why don't you contribute something to the show? Let me have a look at your list tomorrow. I was going to say, actually, all those um, theme songs yeah. are all sort of wistful and sad. Why are they so wistful and sad They're when it's like really a sitcom? Anymore. They're not like that anymore. But what will I do? The birds of what a feather one. What will I do? It's crushing. When you they stepped through those lights, didn't they? Far away. Yeah. There's the, what's that got to do with the programme? Yeah, nothing. Well, I suppose their husbands were in Nick. I suppose they didn't even that. like their husbands. They hated them. They were glad they were gone, weren't they? <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I am so blue. the pathos. What did I do? Hey, right, let's have a good laugh. Oh, look at the woman next door. She's a right slag. <laughs> Dorian, I found her quite attractive as a... Um, but only because she was... Bony knees. Among them other two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Pauline Quirk and Linda Robson. They're nice. They're really good. They're, they're good people, mate. Don't you start on them. They're all right. What's this? Matt touched the switch. 
uh, Gareth in customs did that. Curry bread. Matthew lost phone. What an idiot. Must replace Matt. Really <laughs> tired of Matt now. Yeah, well, we seem to have taken care. Who <laughs> makes notes on a piece of cardboard? Me. It's actually quite practical because it gives me authority standing here with these notes. You really can see that I've got quite a lot of power. Mm. You have no authority. Next week on the show, there I have authority. Look, look at me, Keith Chegwin on the show. <laughs> no, sorry, yes, you do have authority. See, do you and see you how I announce those Chiggers? guests? Yeah, because those guests they won't come for anyone, baby. You don't get McGowan and Chiggers, Chiggers, Chiggers. What are you saying? Virgin. Oh God! Right, we're getting Richard Branson on this show, and I'll tell you for why. Because I'm sick of not being treated in absolute luxury when we're in the skyways. You are so treated in absolute luxury. Not enough. He I comes want more. back to visit us. <laughs> Yeah, the premium economy, which was, is good enough for us, you know. Too good, I think, for you. You should be made to go in the guard's van. <laughs> <laughs> you sat there. He, he goes up the front because he demands to live in an egg. <laughs> and then he gets lonely. Comes, what films you watch? You're right. <laughs> he actually started getting me drinks and stuff. So he worked in there. <laughs> I got him a nice water. water, mate. You're right. You're a well glass of water, Sank. Don't get ill. Don't stuff you in here, innit? Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Do you want to come visit me in my egg? No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, have a walk, though. You might get thrombosis or something. Come, mate, have a stroke. I'll put these Paul stockings on you. You should get very close face. Come on, mate, join in. Yeah. Well, I listen. Like, we're going to get Richard Branson on this show, right? And then we'll be able to do what we want on Virgin You've got to make friends with him. I'll make friends with him. Go on, you be him then and see what I'm like. All right, Richard, you all right, mate? Oh, leave me alone. No! Richard! Come on, our names are similar. Richard Branson, Russell Brown. that woman did say to you? Oh, look, it's. Richard, Richard Branson! What <laughs> happened to his, us once? His little face melted. <laughs> I'm not Richard Branson. I'm a man. A man with feelings and dignity and respect. Okay, well, thank you very much for listening to our show. We love you, our listeners. Do go to the Russell Brand fan site. Have a look at that. Go and do internet things, you know. Me and Matt are going to do a sketch show. It's going to be brilliant, isn't it? It's going to be brilliant. Let's start making it. You're supposed to write it. Stop being lazy. Well, I'm not being lazy. Have a look online. I wrote it all in the notebook part it, of my phone. I, I did loads of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, his little phone. He's lost his Cooper, and then like, go on YouTube and have a look at Debunked. That's funny. Uh, what other things? Weather Clerks. Weather Clerks is funny. Put Weather Clerks on YouTube. Have a look at that. Have we got any other sketches on there? Gareth, go and put them Tim Westwood ones up on there. You lazy sod. <laughs> Before I get you thrown out of this country. You leave me alone. <laughs> I'm just here for fun. I'm just a smuggler. <laughs> yes, I am a communist. Thank you for listening to the show. You silly sods. Why didn't you vote properly? This is the Russell Brand Show, and now it's time for the 88 to 91 FM BBC Radio 2 online on digital. Here is. Some news. <laughs>